last time on the praise down. So Zach Smith, name every Christian band that you know personally. Ooh, I mean, uh, how much time do we have? There was, uh, there was Skate Christ. There was uh, Tommy Interloper. Uh, there was uh, the Lord of the Dance, Dance Revolution. There was uh, Choir Boys and the Gang. There was Turbo Jesus. There was uh, the uh, the surfing the surfing messiahs. There was uh, I was I was really a big fan of. Uh, all right, Zach. That's all the time we have. Thank you so much for joining us on the Praise Down. Join us next time. We're going to talk with Dalton Stewart. There was Cody Master. Stop. There was <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> Coney, nineteen ninety seven. You know, you really never thought there'd be a worse presidential candidate after Coney in 2012. <laughs> you you didn't think we could do worse than <laughs> than, Holy than shit. East African warlord. Let's begin the podcast. Yeah, no, my band was way ahead of its time. We were called Coney 1997. <laughs> uh, Philistine foreskin. <laughs> Okay, here we go. We're going to start. Jacob, have I rocked? Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's the last one we'll do. <laughs> Let go your burdens to the Christian. Christian music podcast hosted hosted by me Heath Huffman and me Alex Sanchez. Uh, we are two um, not Christian boys, but we you know we we've heard about it. We still have the shoes. We're ready to walk. Yeah. Uh, here today, our host. Or wow, geez, we're the host. We're the host here today. Our guest. There we go. He's on Good Trash Genre Cast. He does comedy sometimes. He lives in my house. Uh, you, Dalton live in, Stewart. You live in my house, fuck boy. <laughs> Uh, hey right. guys, how's it going? This isn't an explicit podcast. Oh, this is it is not? A Chris, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No. I assumed it was. No, it's you had Judy Godwin on here, no, so no, no, I assumed you immediately got an explicit tag. It's, oh. e it's explicit. I just wanted to get you back for calling me a fuckboy. That's fair. Hey it's guys. extremely explicit. We're hey. always talking about that horny activity. Ooh. We're talking about adult themes mm. like war and genocide. Them, them Davids be, be getting uh, Yeshua's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, disembodied foreskins, horse, horse cum. cum. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke on horse cum, um, by the can way. Can we just get that isolated so that I can have that as my text tone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh. Hey, um. Oh, I'm getting an. Oh, somebody tweeted at me. <laughs> horse, horse cum. cum. <laughs> yeah. It's so, uh, it's so good to see you, boys. I, uh, I see this happening every week, mm -hmm. and I just go, all right, have fun. It's it's nice to be here for well, it. Well, you're part you're part of the big old show now, pal. Yeah, it's exciting. Um we just I, wanted to make sure the podcast was good before you came on. 
That's really sweet of you to say. Yeah, I don't, yeah. You're I'm just... going to go ahead and choose to believe that as as gospel. We were just preparing this mansion for you. Right. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. We put out new furniture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same furniture. It's your furniture that we're sitting it, on. It is your my furniture that you're using, uh, which is why I knew eventually I'd, I'd be here. Yeah, the casting couch. I also... <laughs> I also want to bring up. I meant up, the gear specifically, but also the couch. <laughs> by the way, since we're uh, since we're going behind the curtain a little bit, uh, I want to talk about how this is recorded in Heath and Dalton's living room, and their bathroom is right off the living room. Yes, which is something that I have had no less than five stress dreams about. <laughs> like before coming here, ever my worst nightmare is that there's a bathroom that's connected to the living room. <laughs> Now, and, and you're gonna have to do and an I'm emergency have to do an emergency toozy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so far, that you know, it, so far you guys have had poopery in there, um, yeah. but uh, but we are now out. The sanitation buddy, don't level. I know it. <laughs> the sanitation level seems positively Roman. Right? It's it's. I mean, God, fuck the Romans. First of all. Um, you know, when we started talking about that off air, I didn't think we would get back to it. But yeah, fuck them. Yeah, we don't like to get very political on the praise down, mm-hmm. but we will. We would just like to issue this official stance. Fuck the Romans. Yeah, we don't like the Romans. We've decided they, get they all this killed credit, Jesus. They get all this credit for inspiring democracy. No, 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 no. The Greeks no, no. started that. You know what the yeah. Romans inspired? Fascism. Yeah. Turkeys. Yeah, way to go, Rome. Yeah, I'll carry your pack two miles every the live long day, fucking Octavius. Can Romans car- were yeah. just proto Nazis. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, can I carry your pack, bitch? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You want to you want to throw hands at me? Give me a moment. Let me turn the other cheek. You're gonna punch me like a man. I love that we're like making jokes about this thing we talked about. Um, let's. Jesus let's... was the original anti-fascist. Let's. Yeah. Sorry. Let's yes. go on. One hundred percent. Dalton, tell us about your walk. Where are you at with? The good Lord above. What's your Jesus situation? Um, I don't know that I've ever talked about this. Um, Ooh. I don't even I, cool. exclusive. We talk about it a little bit on the good trash stuff. I might have come like faith adjacent during um, people's history of film, but I don't know that I've ever. I, I'm, I'm not currently affiliated. Um, I, I, I'm I'm down with the Christ. Um, I, I will go ahead and agree that Jesus was uh, the the uh, Original Antifa agitator, mm. um, but I'm into the Christ like I'm into the Buddha. I mean, okay. uh, I'm, I'm into the Christ like I am into uh, Archie. I, I'm I'm into the Christ mm-hmm. like I like you know like I'm into Ray from Star Wars. Like I'm into the Christ as a as a cultural figure, as a, a a figure that inspires us to reach further and do better and be kinder. Um, I'm very unconcerned with his literal life, death, and resurrection. Um, I do know that it has inspired some of the best stories that humankind has ever told. Like what? The Matrix. Um, Christmas. What? I I mean, death and resurrection stories are some of the best stories we have. That's true. Um, I I think the majority of uh, great Western hero fiction is derived from the Christian mythos. Uh, which is not to devaluate, you know, people who literally believe in the death and resurrection. I say mythos just in like the way that anything is a mythos, the way that stories echo throughout eternity, regardless of factual truth. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was raised with the Lord. Uh, I was raised in a, uh, I, I think the denomination was Evangelical Covenant, um, but it was less like 
like southern and scary than it sounds. Our, our pastor was like, uh, "Wait, up. wait!" Before you just roll over it, yeah. Let's talk about what evangelical covenant is because I've never Please. heard of that one. I, I think it's one of those things that churches who want to be non-denominational but also know that everybody that works there is going to want health insurance. I think it's kind of one of those things. Gotcha. Like that's one of the ones that there's like a really loose like doctrine, so pretty much anybody can pick it. Cool. I I think I don't know. I know a lot of like the grosser. Uh, brands of like deep southern uh, Protestantism is like you know evangelical born again versions, um, but I, I, I got a credit to the church I grew up in was was pretty good, um, nothing too gross. Um, I mean not not exactly a woke stance on uh, LBGTQ issues, but it was also 2004, so things might have changed. Right. Uh, I haven't been on the rag in a very long time. Um, yeah, Hillary Clinton wasn't even pro LGBT then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. No, no, no mainstream like public figures were, uh, and they were wrong for doing that. Let's be right. clear, but they weren't. Um, but no, I mean it's a pretty like. I I am very thankful for my upbringing in that church. Uh, I mean, other than a deep like unabiding fear of hell. Um, yeah, but also our, our pastor was a, a recovering addict who was like very open about his uh, his recovery and his journey. Um, he was a cool dude. Um, I knew his kids. Um, they were very nice. Uh, I liked them. They were good people. I like, I knew him on a personal level. He came to visit me when my birth father died. Um, nice. so yeah, he was a good dude. Um, and it was a, it was a real rock and roll jeans and t-shirts church. But, uh, I don't know, right around high school, we all got busy and everybody stopped going. And with me not attending regularly, I started to like really engage parts of myself that were already pulling away. And, yeah. uh, I just pulled for further and further away. And they kind of started to snap back a little bit. I mean, I, and I think that's true of most people who grew up religiously and then, like, decide, I'm not religious anymore. Yeah. Um, I never, like, ranted at anybody about logic or anything because I'm not a fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, like, I, 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 I never, I have always remained, like, firmly agnostic. I have never, yeah. like, tilted into full, there is nothing. As much as I really enjoy that, sometimes I, I enjoy the, the beautiful nihilism of, like, Oh, we're meat bags and we're all going to die and no one will remember us in a million years. Like, I really enjoy that, but... Nihilism is pretty hack now, though. Exactly. It totally, I it's think Rick and Morty made nihilism hack. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah Rick... uh, I, and I think that's why Rick and Morty is so good is because yep. it is... It's, our, it's saying... It's letting you know that nihilism is hack. Right. The and thing, I like that. The thing that makes a thing hack is always good. That's yes. true. Um, that's a good theory. It's the things that fall with that aren't good. That's very true. Yeah, well, that, which is why uh, Fight Club made uh, s- secondary identities a hack. Uh, the Matrix made uh, good action sequences hack. Well, <laughs> yes, uh, I was gonna say made uh, like uh, Plato's allegory of the cave stories hack. Like your world isn't what you thought it was. Oh wait, you can't yeah. you can't up. do that anymore. It's it's been done. Yeah, they already they already did it. They did it as be- about as good as we could do it. We've. You and I have talked about this before, but I kind of want to like throw it out there into the world. Uh, remember that conversation we had about how I don't trust pastors that don't have a firsthand uh, experience with trauma. Yes, you did tell me that, and I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, with that. I love yeah. that. I don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust holy men. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and extend that to all holy men. Like anybody that has like devoted themselves to spiritual pursuits, if they didn't have a bad thing happen to them, I assume they're in it for the chicks. <laughs> That's Here's- fair. Yeah, Here's my fair. thing. I assume that about anybody. 
That's a good point, actually. Yeah. And I, I think I tweeted that the other day. Like, I don't trust anybody that hasn't had, like, a substance, at least a little bit of a substance problem. <laughs> right. Uh, um, and I kind of, like, I stand behind that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either addiction, trauma. Yeah. 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 Loss, things yeah, like that. Somebody who, I need, I need somebody with, like, some real emotional baggage. I need to, I need to, I, like, we need pastors who have, like, fought shit and won. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Big time. Yeah, I, I very much feel that way about um, uh, about mystics of any sort. Yeah. Uh, I just want to pause the podcast real quick. I saw on Jillian's Tumblr uh, a picture of the young bucks dressed as the Ghostbusters. Beautiful. That's it. Just, okay. They're good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... The, the, the male Ghostbusters. The male... Go- I would like to clarify the male Ghostbusters, <laughs> uh, not the remake. I would like to clarify... I don't know why when I rattled off uh, two things that named something and uh, made it hack. Uh, I don't know why I went to Fight Club in the Matrix. I yeah. I like movies that aren't just for like white dudes and were made in 1999. Wow, yeah, yeah that I really, promise that really I that made me sound that. like I have bad taste, and I promise I don't. Yeah, also folks, uh, it no, should be noted. We, we Dalton all, is a film expert. We're on a oh, Christian. We're I don't on know a, about the head. We're well, we're on a podcast where Christian music gets called good like a lot. We've accepted yeah. that we don't really have that's fair uh i just don't want people either. to think i'm uh, i'm some kind of fucking schlub um also the matrix isn't for uh for dumb white guys anymore uh now now it's a coming out narrative so uh oh hell yeah give it back you dummies hell yeah. uh the left gets to keep this one <laughs> good so uh anyway yeah that's that's where i'm at I um I'm I I'm very engaged in in spirituality. I I enjoy a good meditation. Uh, I I do uh, tai chi, and I'm super into the spiritual aspects of it. Uh, just in terms of like zinning out. Um, I'm trying to find phrasing that feels less like I'm stealing other people's uh, spiritual tradition. But mm. those are the the words that I have. Yeah. So uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Growing okay. up, like as as a child, like who do you who would you say is your biggest like spiritual influence, like the person, like there, there's the person who was making you go to church, but there was also the person who was making you think about these things the most. My dad, still big time. My adoptive father, I should clarify. Um, he was one of the people making me go to church. Him and my mom, but um, I, I think to this day he is he's one of my my spiritual role models. I, I he's on something, man. He's he's plugged into something real real good, and uh, I'm there for it. All right. Yeah, and it, it took me a long time to like see it and appreciate it. Um, but even looking back, I, I think he was somebody that was encouraged me to engage with the spiritual lessons that people were trying to teach me. He he was the one encouraging me to have actual thought about it, uh, as opposed to just being like, "Well, and and John three sixteen, good night." Um, he, he was trying to get me to like have an opinion about things, um, and, and has continued to throughout my life. And uh, it took me until I was in my early twenties to realize that. But yeah, definitely my my pops. Cool man. Uh, after high school, what happened? How did you grow? Uh, well, I, I mean, I uh, I decided to have sex with my girlfriend. Um, oh boy. So, Oh boy! And a I know, sex haver. Oh God! Oh Here, here's man! The thing. I know you're telling me we've got a damn sex haver on the podcast. Yeah. Let's play it. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So here's, what's fucking like, pal? <laughs> here's what happened. Uh, um, I was saving myself. You, you okay, Alex? What's fucking like is a really funny question. It is very good. And I noticed that you did sidestep it. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, we're not letting we're not letting you go on this one. We want to know, bad dude. <laughs> is it any? Is it any good? <laughs> yeah. Does it live up to the hype? Yeah. Sick. Uh, Sick. It lives up to the hype. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It lives up to the hype. Twenty-three percent of the time. Oh man, Let that me doesn't clarify. sound worth it. Uh, the first one hundred times it lives up to the hype. Every time you hit time one hundred and one, it goes down to twenty-three percent. So it, right. it lives up to the hype as often as Doctor Who does. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's that's it exactly. Uh, okay, but that twenty-three percent will make you cry every time. I, I wasn't just using a. I wasn't just like trying to find a way to bring up that I lost my virginity in high school. It was part of it. Um, that said, badass. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It, it is what it is. Sweet, get a lot of Johnny Depp over here. I was saving myself for the Lord in a very big way, but then a girl that I had been in love with for several years paid attention to me, um, and then continued to pay attention to me for like six months. So that'll do it. Yeah, that that that, that it was probably closer to three or four months, but you know. Yeah, I mean that did it. I was, I was, I was sold. Um, I was like, well, this we're gonna get married, and even if we don't, I'm not gonna be mad about this. Like, I'm not gonna be mad that this is the person that I, and I think God probably wouldn't care. And that's where I was like, oh, wait a second, hold on, this gross sins of the flesh, God, that people have been trying to sell you for your entire life, is really not that important. And that yeah. was when I like, I would say it was right around that point that I really kind of checked out spiritually, like even on a, a more, like, agnostic or human, like, secular humanist level, like, I kind of plugged out of spirituality for a while. Can I, uh, since since you're talking about Sins of the Flesh and how uh, those seem kind of overplayed mm-hmm. in <clears throat> modern Protestant Christianity, I remember you telling me one time that you feel like there was some kind of, like, validity to uh, respecting the fact that there are Sins of the Flesh. Oh, yeah, big Do you time. Want, and, I mean... I kind of want you to talk about it because it was really cool. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I think the best way, and I'm, we're going to start really dark. Okay. I don't know of any better way to put this. So, if something bad happened to you or somebody you know when you were a kid, this might be a time to skip forward a little bit. Um, if that's a thing that you can't yeah. think about. Content warning. Yeah. What Dalton just said. So I think the best example of it, right, is if we look at God as a universal force for like love right? Uh, our connection to each other, our desire to be close to one another, to do right by one another. If we look at that as the purest expression of love, and if we look at, like, inner human love as God, the worst perversion of that is diddling a kid. And that's where you need a sin of the flesh. You've got to, like, all right, the extent that the physical existence can express God and spirituality, that's good, but there has to be a point because the physical body is not capable of like truly expressing like a pure mystical love. And that's why you got to draw a line because when you put people in meat sacks, like things are gross sometimes. And that's the thing that's gross. And I think sins of the flesh, like can all fall under that heading. Like getting drunk is great. And like makes you feel like closer to the universe because it turns like the, the scared part of your brain off. Mm. But also if you drink too much, you know, you might kill yourself or somebody else or just might not be a fun person to be around. Right. Um, and I, I think that's like that's where I find some validity in that that sort of thing. And I think you need that. I think you need to start somebody with, hey, like, don't do a hit, don't touch somebody if they don't want you to touch them. Go somewhere else if you're gonna poop. Don't do it in front of other people. Like, yeah, be careful things... with chemicals. Yeah, go to the 
bathroom right off the living room. Go to the bathroom <sighs> right off the living room. Uh, Since I was 10, I've had stress dreams. Don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> um, more lessons from Scarface. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I think those things are important. And I think from there, you can build like a spirituality. Like Once you understand that there are rules to having a body, then you can start to think about the other stuff. Cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I like uh, that a lot. Yeah, I'm into that. Oh, it's really it was really good. So, um, yeah, it was, it was towards the end of high school. I was like, well, the sins of the flesh stuff is nonsense, I, and I was still like really plugged into Christianity from like an ethical point of view. Like, I I thought its ethics were pretty solid. Like, uh, just don't be a dick. Do everything you can be to not be mean to other people. Um, and that was like the more I was focusing on the ethical implications of Christianity. That was when I started to get really turned off and plugged out of it. Because, like, 18, 19, 20, I was like, okay, well, gay people rock. Abortions rock. Fucking when you want to rocks. Drinking when you want to rocks. Mm-hmm. Doing what you feel like rocks as long as it doesn't hurt other people. And there are a whole lot of people that identify how I grew up that don't want to let people do them. You seem like a pretty mm-hmm. rocking dude. I would agree with that. So that was, well, I wasn't doing any of that. I was a... Nerd. I was a, yeah, I was still a, a dorky, doofy boy at 19, but I understood the importance of those things. And, like, I just, I had no patience for anybody that was not okay. letting people do what they wanted to do. So you didn't have a leather jacket, but you were looking at them on the internet. Yeah, I couldn't pull them, I couldn't pull one off yet. You had one on your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I wanted a motorcycle real bad, but if I had sat on one, I would have fallen over immediately. Do you still have a motorcycle? Yeah, it's up. It's up front. Did you guys? Oh, that's right. You guys always park. We in the always back. park in the back. I've yeah, never, I've never. I don't it. think I've ever seen it. It's a hand. Oh, let's go. We'll go look at it later. It's okay. a that hand a shadow. Ooh, that, that is what it is. A hand, ooh, a hand a shadow. Oh yeah. I can only say hand a shadow like an Ohio dad. Well, you actually sound like a like you. You could have gone like Michigan or like you anywhere, also? which is where Har- Harley Davidson's from. So you sound like a Michigan dad who's like trying to still be proud that his son bought an import motorcycle. Oh yeah, um, well, he got a well, oh, he got a, it, a Honda Shadow, but it, you know it looks nice. It oh, looks real nice. It, he paid for it with money from his jerb. Yeah, he uh, well, he you know it does it, it does you know it sounds like a foreign motorcycle, but you know it's it's a good looking bike. Honda's good enough. It may as well be American. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're, yeah. You sound like a Michigan dad trying to like tell his friends that his yeah. son isn't in ballet or something. That's 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 how you said Honda Shadow earlier. And uh, that's, that's... You know, a Honda Shadow. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's got a pretty good engine on it. You know, it goes real fast. Uh... If you, you squinch your eyeballs, yeah. it kind of looks like a Hurley. Yeah. I mean, I I got there on my own, but you opened the door, man. So give yourself credit. Oh yeah, I I always do. <laughs> I, I was doing time. Coach Z from Homestar Runner. Yes, I just want were, that to be yeah. clear. <laughs> now, am I not being riffy enough? I I haven't actually listened to an episode of the Praise Day okay, yet. Okay, now that's I, I think something that I'm we gonna need get around a, another to twenty minutes to talk I'm about. I'm gonna what? get around to it. I don't really know. Like, I know you guys are riffy boys, but I know you like talking to people about their spiritual journeys. But also, horse cum comes up a lot. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. tw- twice, I guess now, huh? Well, you did, like, We've a, said horse cum. Six times now. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> On this episode. That is a oh, lot no. of times to say the word That's horse too gum. Many. Hey, Seven. Quit it. Seven's the perfect number. All right. Nobody's allowed to say it for no, the rest yeah. of the episode. We have reached the number of perfection uh-huh. of, of the number of the Lord. Um, so I won't say the HC word again. Thank not. you for not saying the HC word. Don't even. 
Howard Cosell. Yeah. Do, saying a Howard Cosell is worse than doing a Jiminy Cricket. That's true. Uh, but what I would say is don't worry about being not riffy enough or too riffy. We'll just let it go uh, where it goes to. And I think anything we do will be good content. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're doing yeah. great. Be yourself, baby. Yeah, baby. Shagadelic. So where do we, where do we leave off? I, I guess you were asking me. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, you were just talking about my, my spiritual journey yeah, still. what happened after high school. So, you, so that was it. So I got really into ethics. You kind of went into this thing where you hit this point that a lot of us hit, where you kind of have your faith that you grew up with, but you deconstruct it, right? Exactly. And you just see the pieces you like. What's happened between that point and today? Like, have you constructed anything out of what you've taken apart? Yeah, I, I think I, I have at this point. I think a lot of that has been uh, knowing you, honestly. Uh, knowing, knowing, knowing Aww. Dustin, who you guys have had on the show. I think Dustin was a really big part of me, like realizing I could reconstruct, like I could have some synthesis of what I was raised with and like what I believe myself. Um, and so, uh, by the had... way, you're listening to the Friendship Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Just. Just three friends at a talking about being friends. Oh, I like that. A it's new a kind of way to love. It's a third way. <laughs> uh, Welcome to third way. Welcome to third way. The friend way. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, so that was. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been within the last five years that I was like, I could pick some of this stuff back up, mm. N- knowing people who are like plugged into spirituality in really interesting interesting ways, uh, learning more about um, the mystic tradition in general, uh, learning about, uh, you know, like Sufi Islam and, you know, learning that other religions are like very interested in things that are not like super obsessed with their dogma and theology, things that are a little like realizing that religion has social sciences, basically, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like all structured religions yeah. have a branch that is like into... Hey, actually, nobody does know anything. Sort of the mystic version of every religion kind yeah. of reaches toward the middle. Yeah. Like Jesuits and Franciscans and, and Sufi Islam and um, uh, what's the, the Jewish mysticism? Kabbalah. Like Kabbal- learning, like, yeah. learning that those things exist and learning like more about them and like learning that, oh, shit, like everybody is like trying to get up the same mountain, like mm. legitimately. Like I always used to say that without knowing what it meant. Which mountain is it? Is the, it Mount Sinai? Uh, there is no mountain. You want to expand on that there, buckaroo? No, man, it's a cone. Like, there is no answer. The, the, the mountain is that we'll never know the mountain. It's just we're all trying to get to the same place, and we don't know what it is. Oh, man. We assume it's a mountain. Yeah. Fuck, I hope it's a mountain. We are, all, a we are all sprinting to the same stop sign. What if it's a laser quest? It might just be a laser quest. I'll say I, I better believe than a that, mountain. Hold on. Yeah, I hope the afterlife is just a laser quest pizza wow. party. Wow. Just the dopest Laser Quest pizza party for all eternity. I love that. And Weird Al Yankovic is there. plays accordion in the party rooms. And your yeah, your baby. dead granddad is is there, and he like look real good, and he's like yeah. flirting with your friends. And you're like, yeah. fucking stop, dude. Yeah. And he is not scared about the war anymore. And he's no, just like, hanging out. We all flirt with each other here. Well, no, he's he sounds <laughs> yeah, except he sounds young and hot again. We all flirt with each other. Not that. Hold on. You know what? I'm sorry. Shagadelic. Shagadelic. Not, not that elderly people can't be hot. That was, uh, that was mean. Elderly people can be hot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I said hey, young and hot. I like, just want to apologize. Like your to grandma's all of our... not still built like a fucking shit brick house. I, 
<laughs> I said it backwards. <laughs> and also, wait, wait it's like a, a brick sh- house made of shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Built like a brick shit. Even built like a brick shit house just means someone is built like a linebacker. That's yeah. That's that's, not- <laughs> that's just how I would describe John Cena, and yeah. not not really a you grandma. Would, of any you would kind. describe somebody who's thick with two C's as built like a brick shit house. Wario is a brick shit house. <laughs> Wario is a brick shit, but shit Wario is also thick with two C's for yeah, sure. In Mario Kart, he's thick with 200 cc. <laughs> oh my god, you've been trying to find a way to make that joke work for a month, and you finally found it. <laughs> oh, I'm mad. Oh, that's good. Radio. Yeah, you seemed physically angry that you did so, not come up with that joke. I'm so furious. Oh my just, god. Anytime I hear a joke about Wario, I'm always mad that I didn't make it. <laughs> Newsflash, buddy. Other people know what Wario is. Yeah, that that is true. They all know. You don't. About you're him. not in a secret club. Yeah. <laughs> guys, Wario's uh, not a fucking Freemason. You guys know that the Freemasons aren't. No. I was just about to. Oh <laughs> man, we got to the same joke. <laughs> that, hey, and you know what? That's many paths up the same mountain, baby. Oh my god! And the mountain is gold coins because we're all Wario. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, we're all Wario, and we're also all Mario. We you contain know, multitudes. I would consider myself a spiritual Wario. I like to think of I'd myself, call myself as a spiritual th- Luigi. I was going to say social justice Wario, but I was wondering where I heard that, and it was Kirsten's Kirsten Twitter. Kirsten it used to be Kirsten's Twitter, Twitter handle, yeah. yep. And then before that, it was also somebody else's Twitter handle. Damn. What? Kirsten and I went to church together. Have we talked about this? That's no, how Kirsten uh, and I met. Uh, no, let's chat about it. Was she goth back then? No, 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 no. We were both dorks. Um, okay, but her best friend was kind of goth, but was and that she... was the girl that I ended up having relations with. What, was she? You already? Okay, go on. Was she? <laughs> I already brought it up. I know, but I mean, like, so me and Kirsten were like wanting to hang around with goth people. I guess, like, badass. We knew that that was just like I had a leather jacket in my heart. Kirsten already had like straight across black bangs in her heart. She just didn't know it yet. Hell yeah. So, so she was showing like early onset goth symptoms. Yes, she wouldn't fully embrace Tragic. the goth until uh, until undergrad. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we, that's how Chris and I know each other. We met. Uh, we went to the same church. Huh. We went to the same youth services. I did. So that means that she definitely has a favorite Christian. Day. She one hundred percent does. I guess that takes us. That's a good place to get to talking about music, right? Well, well, we've got a few things. There's a first. few orders of business. Oh, first of all, um, there's a new segment that I want to introduce uh-huh. just before we talk about any music, uh, just to gauge your opinions here. Okay. Strings or horns? Strings. Really? Fuck, fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Absolutely fuck you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't think there was a wrong answer, you fucking assholes. <laughs> hey, that kind of... That hey. kind of behavior right there. That kind of behavior right there. That's how 4chan started. Listen. Hey, hey, listener. Dalton, we asked Dalton strings or horns. Dalton said strings, and Alex and I just, it was a Pavlovian response. It's amazing. We just began barking, fuck you at Dalton. <laughs> I, do, I don't care for that. What, has this come up before? A lot. Yeah. Okay, it, I, I just went gut, gut feeling. I mean, you're not, listen, you're not wrong for liking strings. Yeah. But we've now. What kind of strings are we talking about here? Hey, look. Anytime strings. Well, Heath, this is your this is your baby here. My musical pet peeve is rock strings. Oh, okay. No, if we're talking rock and roll, horns all the way, baby. Okay, give okay. me that ska. Okay, I'm just gonna. Take but if all, we're talking hey, like hey. Irish fiddles or you know jazz bands, I like an Irish. Right. Fiddle. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take all these fuck usage. 
mm, swallow them. Yeah, I'm gonna um, take all but one back just because yeah. I. Th- <laughs> you guys know I'm all the- about that real big content. Ooh. Did you see the trombone player for Real Big Fish? Like- favorited a real big pun. Uh, it was so good. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Huh. The best joke that anybody has is Will Ogletree's joke about baby ska bands. Yeah, it's... What, hit me with it. Is, it. is it like a full joke? I don't know this. It's just, um, he was playing guitar as a baby, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't have the muscle control, so he could only do upstrokes. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he uh-huh. played in baby ska bands, like the tiny, tiny boss tones. And more sensibly sized fish. Yeah. Uh, uh, I Operation ABC. Nightlight Manifesto. Ugh. That was really good. Genius. He, he's, he's a genius. <laughs> I'm, I'm still... And no doubt I'm a baby. And, oh, I forgot about no doubt I'm a baby. Shout out to Will. That joke is good. It's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, listener, if you prefer strings... Uh, fuck you. Wait. One, fuck you. Two, uh, at the praise down. Uh, hashtag team strings. Absolutely. And, and if you're a horny we'll boy... We'll yell at you online. And if you're a, hey, if you're horny, just tweet at the praise down hashtag horny, <laughs> and that's if your team horns, obviously, not yeah. just if you're, well, you're horned no, up. Actually, if you are horned up, you want to tweet hashtag team horns. Right. But yes. Just horny mm-hmm. means you are into horn instruments. Horn instruments. Yeah. Team horny or team horns, you're horned up and ready to go. You want to pump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're horns, guys. Obviously. Yeah, we're obviously horn men. Uh, when it comes Hornman. to rock and roll, big time. When yeah. it comes to rock and roll, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, keep, keep your violins out of my rock and roll Metallica and Trans Siberian oh, Orchestra. Yeah. Get okay. the fuck out of here. Well, let's uh, let's let's start with uh, let's start with our first musical segment. Uh, yes, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna talk about what Zach Smith had us check out. Save your mm-hmm. machine. Yes, the band. Save your machine. The band. The myth. The legend. Guys, Save Your Machine is good. And Save I, Your Machine is good. And I don't want to talk too much about it because I think it. I think Save Your Machine deserves like a real big dig in. Yeah. Type do show we, episode. Do we want to play a quick Save Your Machine clip just to give the listeners just a little tease of what their ears might be let's into? Just, let's just do a, some first impressions. Keith maybe listen to it, and I would definitely like to listen to it again. What uh, What song do you think? Their top song is called. Carnival of Souls. Find the three best song titles. Ooh, okay. All right. Okay. That <sighs> first one does sound like an ICP song. It does a little <laughs> bit. Um, yes, mm, I'm liking Ascension of Heroes. Tight. Okay, here's Ascension of Heroes. This is right off the bat, rock strings. Yeah, I don't like this as much as what I listened to earlier. Let's uh, let's move on here. Let's just let's move on a little bit. Okay, I will say, yeah, strings were present, but they weren't the rock strings that make my blood boil. (laughs) That's you're right. (laughs) They're not. There was strings, but they're not the rock strings. I think I'm going to turn on Antichrist 2, The Balance of Power. Antichrist 2, colon, The Balance of Power. Shut the fuck up. Is that a song? The sequel to Antichrist 1? Yeah, the Lars Von Trier 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 presents Antichrist 2, yeah. Mm. 
You know, it's weird that I name check traits up here in This is what it's happening. It is. He sounds like the guy from uh, She Wants Revenge a little bit. He does a little bit. I, I, I like it a lot. I really... That was so, so goth. How big is this band? Yeah, that was hella goth. I don't know. Like, like number of members? Yeah. Let's find out. I'm Googling it currently. Let's see. All right. According to Wikipedia... A lot. A lot of people are in Savior Machine. More than you can count. If, if you had to estimate, I would say actually not that many. Like six. Okay, less. <laughs> I, I would have guessed nine at least. Yeah. I well, I was looking at members and past members. Uh, okay. Current members, there are only four. Uh, but I'm I'm assuming that. I bet you there's a lot of studio musicians, though. Yeah, they probably a got a lot of touring with them. Hired guns on those on those strings. A lot of cell strings. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Why are we not calling all studio musicians cell strings? It's messed up. I don't know. I've got it on the brain because I've been watching this show, right? Game of Thrones. <sighs> yeah, I converted him. It's it's been a real treat. We don't have to talk about it. I just kind of wanted to <laughs> name drop Game of Thrones like it wasn't a popular thing. Yeah, like it's like it's a really edgy underground thing that nobody's heard of. Yeah. Guys, have you heard about this fantasy show Game of Thrones? It's kind of fucked I up. I can't. Have you? Did you guys? Have you heard about this thing, have Breaking Bad? Well, it's, it's like House of Heart Cards, but with swords. House of Swords. House of Swords. That's yeah. pretty good. That's yeah. Really good. Throw a few arrows in there, and hey, <laughs> oh, pretty. Uh, you better better watch out, buddy. Are there any dwarves in it? Uh, funny you should mention just one you know, he's really charismatic but he's an alcoholic it's, so it's weird. very sad here's the weirdest thing i was just watching this show it's a lot like this show but without swords it's called the west wing have you heard about this no what the is it? the west wing it's got uh charlie sheen's dad okay and he he's the president of what of the united states it turns out the president used to not be a fucking maniac Oh, topical. Damn. Uh, hot day. No. Burr, 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 burr. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hot day. Yeah. Oh, you're back on Wild 105. <laughs> uh, the hot take. Now, correct me if I'm wrong about the West Wing, but it does sound like it has some poorly written female characters. You better believe it. It's written by Aaron Sorkin, pal. <laughs> uh, writing masturbatory dialogue is actually called Sorkin off. <laughs> Boy, oh, 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 oh. Uh, I really <laughs> that's all he's got in the chamber. I really do like the West Wing, though. For the record, it's a good show. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's, it's good. really it's, good. I've never seen it, but I like hating popular things. I know you do. You both do, and it makes you both very frustrating people to be around. Oh, that was good. I've also got that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in the fucking back pocket. Oh, wow. you know I will. Um, it is big and good. I love liking popular things. That's the thing about me. It is big and good. <laughs> big and good. Oh my. My memoirs are going to be called Big and Good, the Alex Sanchez story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you broke me. Oh, no. I, I, held, I held so strong for the last hour. Can Proud we, of you. Let's play one more Savior Machine song before we get to the... Absolutely. Here, I've got one queued up here. Uh, 
real quick. Was that a Savior Machine song? Yes. <laughs> it's really cheeky of you. I was wondering where I've heard that before. Uh, right. I didn't know it was a Savior Machine jam. I hear it. Uh... All right, here's something off there, self-titled. It's called The Widow and the Bride. Yeah! Holy yeah! Shit. Fuck yeah! <laughs> shit yeah! I'm ready to fight a boss. <laughs> I want to giddy up a horse a uh, lot. Yeah. I am fucking loaded up on Phoenix Downs. Uh, I am ready to go. Yeah, for real. This is righteous. I got that ultimate. I am locked in. All right, that's all you fuckers are getting. Oh my god! Tune in to so our real good. Savior Machine episode. That makes me want to rip a dry heart out of a mummy. <laughs> And and rub oh. and rub my peep on it and put it back in his chest, but thereby reversing the curse and cursing the mummy. <laughs> I wanna I wanna fucking spin kick an imp, just like a little fire demon. I wanna I wanna windmill kick him. Oh, that was so good. I wanna run up a dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then, yes. <laughs> and then DDT the dinosaur. I, just slam its I, head down. I want to fucking slide on my back across the floor under a table shooting crossbows at werewolves. That is so so good. You know we're trying to get that listener involvement up. Listener, what would you feel like doing to this song? Oh my god. Great question. Feel free to use the hashtag the widow and the bride. The best goddamn hashtag The hashtag... Hashtag the widow and the bride Ooh. makes me want to. <laughs> now, how do we feel about... <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, that is the official That's hashtag. <laughs> hashtag the widow and the bride makes me want to. And then you've got limited space to describe an action. This is a question that I did not occur to me to ask until just now when I when I said it. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the policy on G-D dammits here? Uh, T- we'll take them. We'll take them. Oh, is that we're, a, so yeah. we're, okay, we're... I'm okay. not going to... Look, I'm not going to call the cops. You're not going to call the Christian cops? I'm not going to call the Christian cops. So the cops. The regular cops, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to see where we were at. I feel Uh, like the Christians whose listenership we want won't care. Okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. That uh, that song made me want to lasso a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get a little bit more of that? And then swing it around? I just want to think about what I want to do to it Let's just do, I mean, this bit's good. Let's... Oh, I want to give a homeless guy $10. Ah, oh, I feel the soul of the Lord in me. I want to for this song this song makes me want to forge armor and then fuck in it. <laughs> I've never fucked. Our producer Jillian is reminding me that I have never fucked. Not never. Not even I want to shoot a grappling hook at a black bear's face. <laughs> Uh, incapacita- incapacitating it so a family of deer nearby can get away. I want to pull up to a junior high school in a black Trans Am. And I don't like this. Go okay. on. And push over a bully for using a slur. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Oh, yeah, I'm back, I'm baby. I, I want to I I distract him so the kid he's bullying can get on, uh, do, do, do the old uh, on my hands and knees behind you while somebody bigger yeah. pushes you. Yeah, I want to do that number, and then just be like, hey, love everybody. Peace. 
uh, and get back to the Trans Am. That song makes me want to wrestle an alligator and defeat it via submission. Make the alligator Ooh. tap out Cajun jiu-jitsu. That that oh oh oh, oh, oh. now how you do oh you oh. talk about that Cajun jiu-jitsu on this show? Uh yes, welcome to oh, Cajun jiu-jitsu. About, oh you told him to stick on that Cajun jiu-jitsu. We've got a welcome Cajun to the the Joe expert. Wogan experience. The Joe Wogan experience. We've got a Cajun jiu-jitsu expert on the. Jo- uh, on the I podcast know. here tonight. Well, I don't, oh, oh now, my, I don't know about no expert. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I like to give credit where it's due. Now, first of all, uh, introduce yourself to the uh, the crowd here. What's your name? Oh, my name, no, boy, no, you know, I just wow. don't. Uh, a I true just, sensei. Yeah. It's about the crap. Yeah. So beyond ego that he doesn't have a name. Incredible. Uh, that's what, that's the pursuit of. Uh, uh, any martial art. So, Cajun Jiu-Jitsu, is, oh. that, is that more of a fighting style for fighting humans or is it for fighting animals that one would find in the swamp now what that now what it makes it such so special yeah uh, you, you are a person or a crocodile now are are you asking if i am a person or a crocodile or are you asking me for this hypothetical are you facing a person or a crocodile well i said it don't matter uh, say that it you're facing. Okay, you're it, right. it, it work it work the same at time. Okay, what's what's the strategy? Well, you you got half full of that slap your mouth. Oh wow! Hit him in the eye with. Jeez! <laughs> right now. That and seems... then you get him all down with a gator roll. With a gator roll? Uh-huh. The gator, yeah, gator roll. With the gator doubt, roll. With now, typically, that doubt roll. Now, typically... you take him down to to a water edge. Now, typically, a gator roll is a move that a gator would do to a human, but you're saying that if you reverse I'll tell it on you a... what you would do it to a gator. Okay. But does a gator roll work on gators? Yeah, it's about momentum. It kind of oh. seems like... Okay, because it kind of mm-hmm. seems yeah. like... That that would be the one thing they well, know how to defend against like the best. Japanese and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. But with more gumbo. Now, I, here's another question that I have. Yo. Um, now here's a question that I have yeah. uh, for you, um, Cajun Jiu-Jitsu master. Mm. Dal- it's me, Dalton. Still here. Yeah. Uh, can I? Can can we have a sidebar? I I don't want to. Just, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. It, no. Feel free. I it's, I know it's your guy's show. Is that guy? Is that a, is that an okay voice for him to be doing? I'm not. I'm not sure. He did I'm just say. Sure he did just say gumbo. I don't he think said he said gumbo. I don't know. It, I mean, the Acadians. Got a real bum deal in Canada. Oh God, did they? And they became the Cajuns. And I don't. Am I? Am I allowed to talk like that? I. Well, I mean, I is mean, he allowed to talk like that? I. Mean, I that I've voice. been sitting here quiet. The yeah, time. you. You. Yeah, it's crazy respectful. that you got on the Joe Wogan experience. Yeah, that's a pretty good. I'm. I'm a popular git. Huge git. People yeah. like my content. They love that good trash media. I'm just not sure if that's enough because it. It does sound a little bit like Homestar Runner. Um, and I realize that that is the second Homestar Runner reference I've made this episode. Some boy loved that, that cartoon. He sounds uh, okay. It sounds like if Homestar Runner was also Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> oh no! It sounds like no, I love Dusty. It sounds like if Homestar Runner drank nothing but wild turkey for five years. Oh, no, now I can't win on fancy like that. Would you, uh, listener? Would you, uh, what would does you, uh, the Cajun Jiu-Jitsu man's voice sound like? Yeah, w- be sure to tweet at us using the hashtag hashtag the Cajun Jiu Jitsu man's voice sounds like 
And uh, I just... <laughs> now, Cajun Jiu-Jitsu uh, came about from you guys doing the show here. Has that actually come up on the show before? Never. I am so happy. No, this is the first, and it that does <laughs> give us an excuse for me to do Cajun Homestar Runner. I uh, can't believe you finally found a chance finally to do finally get to do Cajun Homestar Runner. Go, go right ahead. It's long bad I'm in a crawfish at you fair. Me and Mozzie go out on a fan boat. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do something you haven't prepared to do, Cajun Strong Bad. <laughs> it's the same. Oh, man, I made a crawfish at the fair. Like, what? Let me try it again. Oh, there's nothing like a crawfish at the fair. Oh, holy crap. I've uh, gone to the swamp. Cajun Strong Bad is just French. He's a really. little bit just regular he's Strong Bad. He's a little bit more French, yeah. Yeah. Got a little bit more of that French influence, man. Which is why they got that good ass bread. I forgot this whole time I've been into wrestling. I've forgotten that my favorite wrestler this whole time has been Strong Bad. <laughs> <laughs> he has such high dexterity. He types with boxing types gloves with boxing on. Boxing gloves on. It's incredible. The finger strength it takes. Rolling them big fat Natch twenties. Yeah. Oh man, he's not very tall, but boy, he's got to know some boy, good. Boy, he makes up for it. Yeah. Now, if Strong Bad were a tabletop RPG character, okay. would he have to roll a 20 for every sentence he wanted to write or for every just, like, like page of text that he wanted to write? I would say it was just for every time he wants to write. Okay. So, regardless of the, the duration of typing. No, because it's, it's a, really to do with the fit of the boxing gloves. I, I mean, it is a daily power, but luckily that's all he ever has to do it for. That's fair. You bozos want to get to the fucking music. I want to talk more about a uh, Homestar Runner RPG, because there's a lot of characters in that universe, and there's a lot of really cool stuff that could be done. Okay, I'm sure yeah. somebody's okay. written rules. Yeah, Who's yeah, the, we, can, uh, we can talk about this. I don't mind talking about what this. Was the, Let's talk the, about the classes. The elf with two swords. You know what I'm talking about? In, uh, in Homestar Runner? No, 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 no. This is, this is in, like, Wizard, Swords of the Coast, uh, Baldur's Gate. Oh, uh, Neverwinter Nights. Drizzt. Drist, uh, Str- uh, Trogdor is like Trogdor, the Drist yeah. of, of the uh, Homestar Runner RPG, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, he's the most powerful guy. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's nobody, a nobody. Yeah, he and a dragon. It's just a boring campaign if he shows up. Yeah, um, but his presence is felt in the lore. I would say that Marzipan is a cleric. Mm-hmm. Strong bad probably druid. Marzipan's a druid. Marzipan's a druid. Strong You're absolutely clearly right. a fighter, right? Strong bad. Nah, his brother's a fighter. Okay. Strong Mad is a fighter. Strong Sad Wizard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Homestar is a ranger. Who's fat? Like he runs, run. He runs good. I guess he'd be like a, like a thief. Oh my God! He's got he's an expert at stealing because he doesn't have, have arms. arms. Nobody sees him moving his arms because he doesn't have them. He's just got low-grade, limited-length telekinesis. Yep, he's got arms. Wait, is that really just... in the lore, like how he picks stuff up? It, they don't address it, okay. which means... That's what it must be. Yeah. Which means we get to make it canon. God, I hate nerd culture. Uh, the cheat is a thief. Yes. The cheat is definitely a thief. Maybe better than Homestar, the cheat is a thief, I think. You guys have officially like sur- like gone far beyond my ability to talk about Homestar Runner. I think the, um, the cheat is less of a less of an athletic type thief. The thief is a trickster. Yeah. A master of deceit. 
probably like is a bard marzipan in, a right? bard? I was just about to say, is marzipan a bard? She's the only one that plays a musical instrument, or is the lead singer of the fictional uh, hair metal band Limousine? That's the bard, I think. That's the bard. That's the bard for sure. Um, Bubs, what kind of bonuses does the song "Heart of a Lion, Wings of a Bat" give you? <laughs> Uh, exactly what they say they do. Yeah, so you higher are, HP and strength. Yeah, yeah. You, now, and flight. You two yeah. are just now showing off about who knows more about Homestar. Riders. That's exactly what it is. I think Bubs. You see what would you guys are doing. A paladin, but I think that his alter ego, the Thnicka Man, <laughs> would off. be an anti-paladin. <laughs> uh, Senior Card Gauge. Here's is a necromancer, right? I love Senior Card Gauge so much. What you what you're doing is what. All all the people who like popular things that you like to hate on, mm. all the people that like popular things do this with popular things. What? You, yeah, you, you don't realize you can this? bond over media. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like choosing to do it about wholly insular and unrelatable things. Yeah, baby. The hey. co- so Coach Z, <laughs> Homestar Runner may be insular, but it's not unrelatable. That's yeah. true. A lot of people like Homestar you, Runner. That's true. Honky fuck. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Now that is tasty. I just I missed the boat on it. Like I knew I knew Strong Bad, obviously. Mm. I, I'm 27 years old. Like I'm aware of Strong Bad, and I'm aware of Trogdor. I think you could have gotten into it. I at probably your age. Sh- yeah. And honestly, I'd be down to marathon it and just okay, see if it, it holds up. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys want to have a Homestar Runner party? Mm-hmm. What's weird is, um, are they might be giants deities in this universe? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and in also the real world. What's funny <laughs> is um, Kirsten super into it, and um, Sweet Doctor Becca, I believe, is also super into it as well. Then, buddy, so it's weird that I haven't gotten into it. That's both of the women in your life. Yeah, it's like two that's, out of two out of two out of four. It's all yeah. two. Yeah. Two out of four. Uh, okay. I get my mom, and my sister, pretty dope. All right. I don't know why I said it like that. Doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, hey man, come on! No, you're right. I don't. I don't begrudge you your father. Don't begrudge me my mother. <laughs> you're right, Alex. I completely forgot about the fucking Snicker Man, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I love the Snicker Man so much. Here's here's the Snicker Man's whole bit. Yeah, <laughs> be. It's just he <laughs> walks up, uh, and a crowd of girls goes. And then uh, he walks up, he's wearing sunglasses, and everybody goes, Oh, wow, hey, Thnicka Man, it's the Thnicka Man. Hey, Thnicka Man, can I have some? And then he goes, Yeah, <laughs> shut up, kid. And then he leaves. <laughs> there goes the Thnicka Man. And that happens. It's like Snicker with a lisp, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. to be clear. Yeah. Don't sweat it, buddy. Okay. Oh, God damn it. Coach Z's a ranger. So um, we folks, can move on. <laughs> I just don't know if we can, guys. <laughs> what? Can, can what? we hold on? Starence would be a familiar, I think. <laughs> I see your Starence would be and a little brother. <laughs> oh, little brother gives you plus ten charisma. Oh, I I can go. Sorry. <laughs> if you two no, want me to leave, this is. I can go. This is going to be a whole new, a whole episode of just us talking about yeah, the Christian band we're gonna have to, Star Runner. We're going to have to come back to this <laughs> yeah. because we're yeah. leaving you out of the bit. Yeah. Thank Sorry you. about that. How rude of us! It's not not very polite. I know we have a lot to learn about doing a podcast. Yeah. That said, you should know about Homestar Runner. I'll get I'll, I'll get right <laughs> on that. 
you guys want to you guys want to talk about the dang tunes? Yeah, let's talk about those tunes. All so- right, we are uh, we're talking about. First, I want to preface this by saying, this we're doing a little bit of a challenge episode. Mm, what a challenge agree. episode is, is Dalton has come here with a secular band. I have to try to convince us that this secular band is a better Christian band than Christian bands. With similar uh, to what you guys did with Cameron Brewer and um, Chance Rapper. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're solidifying it now. Yeah. It, it, now it has a name. Mm-hmm. So. Which means this will be the last one before attack. Before right. before we get into the music proper, I do want to talk really quickly about what does a good Christian band do? Like we've rated, we've rated enough of them now. What does a good Christian band do and what does a bad one do? I would say that a bad Christian band apes popular music. Mm-hmm. Um, a good Christian band evokes emotion, makes you care about the Lord. Mm-hmm. But that's just what good bands do. Yeah, See, you're right. Like, good bands have a sound. Like, secular yeah. music kind of has a leg up on having a sound because right. the industry or whatever Jarvix was talking about that yeah. time. Evoking emotion is not something that all secular bands do. But right. So what is a good Christian band do? Like, Me Without You is good. What do they do that's good that secular bands don't do? Or that good secular wow. bands also do, maybe? Maybe. It's more persuasive. I, there probably is a Venn diagram of good Christian music, good secular mu- music, and in the middle is maybe some of these these challenge mm-hmm. groups that we're going to talk about. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm trying to ask is, what does a good Christian band do that only Christian bands do? Hmm. Talk about the Lord in a positive way. Right. Um, but that would kind of make it hard for a secular band to be a better Christian band, right? So let's sub out. Let's go ahead and, yeah, let's not make a value judgment. Let's, let's sub- go ahead and say, talk about the Lord in a very, like, vague AA as we understand the Lord's mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, let's sub out the Lord, like the Judeo-Christian Lord, with secular Lord, not the singer, <laughs> yeah, this is little little L O R D, not big L O R D E. Yeah, just like the yeah. s- the spiritual bigger, right? Yeah, but speaks positively of it, right? right? Is that is that? I think you don't even have to make the the judgment of positive or negative. I think you could mm. say speaks about it, uh, it with nuance, New, like yeah, it, there's like a level of candidness and and engagement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that one of the hallmarks of Christian music is that the aim of it is to further people's relationship with their God? I think that is, yes. I think I'm going to go ahead and say it's not only a hallmark, it is probably like a a, a cornerstone. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll go ahead and use that as a value as well. So in order to make that inclusive for bands that challenge, like, this band would have to draw you closer to what the mystery, whatever piece oh, you're pursuing, okay. or yeah. the mystery, right? Yeah, like y- 
pr- it, it brings you closer to the piece you're pursuing. Is that a good yeah. way to say it? I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. I think I think we know what makes Christian bands good now. We can pack up the podcast and go. Um, well, folks, <laughs> it's been a great podcast. We're going to miss you guys a glad, lot. Glad, All right, bye. Glad, glad to be here at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame uh, that we didn't get to talk about Modest Mouse, but uh, join us next time. We're going to release... Uh, we're just pivoting right into our next podcast, which is Homestar Runner, Runner Talk. Arch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Dalton can't come. Nope. Dalton is not allowed. I'll to never be on the show. Even listen to it. Nope, don't want to. <laughs> okay. Um. So now that we have this accepted criteria between the three of us, what makes a Christian band a good Christian band, and how a secular band can be a good Christian band? We're talking about Dalton. Uh, we're going to talk about Modest Mouse. Uh, so you guys like three weeks ago were like, Hey, you're going to be on the show like imminently. Yeah. Think about a Christian band you want to talk about. And I thought about it and I've listened to like a lot of Christian rock music, Mm -hmm. like a ton, but that was because I went to a church that did Christian rock music. Right. Monday through Saturday was for secular music for me. Yeah. And it was listening to secular music that was like much more loosely spiritual and much more like angrily spiritual. Okay. That I started to like have those first like thoughts like, oh, like I can engage with the mystery in a different way than I am right now. Yeah. Uh and Modest Mouse is one of those bands. I, I got into Modest Mouse shortly after the uh the one of the two records. I I specifically want to talk about two records because they are very obnoxious and that they have a shitload of EPs. If you're a band that has more than three EPs, don't do any more. It's just irritating. Yeah, swap that E out and give us an L. Just do yeah. a, just do a re- rare uh, rarities and b sides release. Don't let us take stop that out. It. Yeah, just stop it. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, it, it makes it too hard to navigate your discography. You know what? I'm, it, they might be giants. Twenty albums, three EPs. That's impressive. They yeah. kept to the limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good for them. Uh, the limit of a five album band. <laughs> Modest Mouse has like yeah. <laughs> Modest Mouse has like twenty records. Right. And only six of them are LPs. Hell yeah. So cool. uh, it's really I irritating. started to really, uh, so really plug into atheism, like, just purely on an academic and, like, curiosity-driven level right around, like, junior, senior year of high school. It's so, like 17, 18, which is right around the same time that uh, Modest Mouse's uh, Good News for People Who Love Bad News came out. Okay. I, I, we- I didn't really get into them right when the record came out. Sorry, we we kind of lost this thread earlier. Okay, yes, but I but it's relevant again. Okay, so I kind of want us to keep it all in mind when I say it. We talked about how there's a mystic arm of each world religion. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talk about this, I kind of want you guys to maybe think about whether there's like a mystic atheism. I, I okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Right. We don't have to talk about it right now, but I want Psychod- to. It's psychedelic. I want you to keep it. I'm going to keep thinking about it. Yeah, okay, big time. Um, I want to start just real quick. Yes. Good news for people who love bad news. Uh, This was actually the inspiration for our earlier question, horns versus strings. The horn intro. Because the horn intro is beautiful. I'm just going to play just a second of it for our listeners. It's only like 10 seconds long. Yeah. Here. Let's. Yeah, yeah, and then we go. That was then. So then we go right into the world. That was recorded inside a strip club in 1922. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that horror intro is good as hell. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Praise that. 
Uh, I yeah. gotta agree. Yeah. Praise, yeah, that. praise that. Praise that. Listeners, notice Dalton has never listened to the podcast, but he knows that the catchphrase I, is "Praise that." I, I've sat in on quite a few recordings. Yeah, because he's been here. So I double checked because I actually had forgotten. So that record came out two thousand four. I started getting into Modest Mouse like oh seven. So I, I was definitely late to the party, but I had a good buddy who uh, I think his older brother, his older sister, got him into Modest Mouse. Um, and so we were like 17, and he made me a copy. This is a guy named Drewski. I gave a ride to high school every day. Cool. Um, you got to shout out who your gurus were on your journey, man. Um, so he burned me a copy of The Lonesome Crowded West, which was their second album uh, right after... Ooh, I forget the name of that first record. This is a long drive for someone with nothing to, to, to do. talk about. To oh, talk about. Is it yeah, another oxymoron it. sort of name? They've got a lot of those, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, we, we were talking about this a little bit off air. As you're hearing from these record titles, yeah, Modest Mouse is pretentious as fuck. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. There's no, like, uh, Lennon McCartney for Modest Mouse. It's just Isaac Brock. Mm-hmm. It is just Isaac Brock. Um, I don't know about musically, uh, but I'm fairly certain lyrically he's written basically every single lyric uh with the exception of maybe like a handful of songs and maybe like a handful of lyrics here and there and but most of it's him i don't know about the music but i know a lot of it like philosophically in terms of what they're plugged into is his deal uh i'm not really an author intent kind of guy i'm not really that concerned with it i think knowing the author's background is important but i think knowing their actual opinion on what they wrote it could could matter less to, to this conversation so that's where I'm coming from with it. But, okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. I, Heath, I know you're kind of annoyed with Modest Mouse just kind of on a general level. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to be the least popular kid at the lunch table. That's okay. And uh, I'm going to say that I think I only like their singles. Okay. Like every other song just sounds like um, like weird old – like. And here's the thing. You are correct. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get my okay. freaking mouth around this, but um, All right. I think let's I get, get what a you're cut, let's get a clip of that <laughs> also. Yeah, um <laughs> the, there was Oh my god, it took me a second. You yeah. uh you went right over my head with that. There's I I I I was a I was a kid in the right time for like early 2000s indie yeah. indie stuff. Didn't really get into the 90s because I wasn't allowed to because I grew up in a household. Right. So I wasn't allowed to be into 90s music. So the 2000s, that was the first time I was allowed to be into music. There's sort of a window of indie music where it kind of like, we kind of reached this peak indie Probably zone. Like, yeah. yeah. Like 04 to 09, that five-year stretch. Somewhere yeah. in there, right? Um, I feel like... I feel like it may have been happening for a little bit longer than we think, but for example, uh, like Neutral Milk Hotel, yeah, that's that's okay. peak, yeah, right? uh, that's and that's that's yeah, that's like right around the same time as uh, Modest Mouse's first two records. So that's like yep. mid nineties yeah. still for yeah. you, okay? M- Modest Mouse, that's that's peak indie, um, and I just kind of think it's um, it's a little bit like kind of twee a little bit so here's the it's thing it's already up its own ass by like it's, it's so up its own fucking ass and this is why i actually don't really like indie music that much uh, i really don't care for ne- neutral milk hotel mm-hmm. i don't care for a lot of the the cool bands that people my age are supposed to be into um i find most of them really grating i find mm-hmm. them to be obnoxious um elliot smith yeah dude had a, a pretty voice and saying about sad things mm-hmm. and it's really sad that he died 
I don't really give a shit about his music. Right. I, there's like Brian's got a couple. Like I, I, I hear the music that the cool kids like. I don't like it because it's passive. Yeah, that's how Modest I feel about Sufjan. Is mad. Mm-hmm. It is filled with the same ennui that like all indie music is filled with, but because like Isaac Brock is super into Charles Bukowski, right. it's fucking mad about it. Yeah, oh. it's really mad about how. Oh, oh fuck a, you! A big it's big yeah, Bukowski. it's fucking fifteen year old oh. white kid music. Oh, that's true. Wow, he's into Bukowski. That's wild. It's 15, is he yeah. a writer? Hey, man, my fucking favorite movie for is he a male who's white and a yeah, writer? I, I, hey, man, come on, this is my journey. <laughs> Don't invalidate my okay. journey. I'm not trying to invalidate your journey. I'm just kind of, go- <sighs> I'm just trying, just kind of goading you because yeah. every, every, you are so correct. Every <laughs> white boy to put a pen to paper thinks he's Charles Bukowski. Yes, every single one of them. That's true. Every Dan Harmon especially, I think. I mean, every white girl I'm who puts pen to paper thinks she's okay. Silver Platt. All right, Harmon is self-aware enough. Har- Harmon is Bukowski, but self-aware and knows that he's a fat alcoholic. That's fair. Yeah, I feel like Bukowski was self-aware. He was the one who made that thing hack. That's true. Oh. You make a very good point because Bukowski is good. Uh, he's also a bad person, right? But he is good. Mm. Um, my point is though, the dude was into Bukowski, which mm. makes his experience of the ennui like less twee. Mm. It, it makes the experience of that like that undefinable existential dread, instead of it being like sappy and saccharine. Uh, it's furious. Yeah. And that's the Lonesome Crowded West. But when you come around to Good News for People Who Love Bad News, and that's why these mm-hmm. are the two best albums. Number one, I think they're the two most sonically like complete albums. They work as a piece the best. They both have like a lot of weird short tracks or like long tracks with very that. little lyrics. They're the two most complete albums, and they complement each other very well. Because in 1996, you've got Isaac Brock's in his early 20s, or like late teens, early 20s, writing this music, and is mad at God or the lack thereof, and then you come around to good news for people who love bad news, and I, I said, Isaac Brock, let's go ahead and just make it this music, not him. Mm. This music is mad at God in 94, or in 96, you come around 2004, good news for people who love bad news, it has accepted it. It has accepted that the world, that God is unfair and doesn't care about you as much as you were told it does, but that's okay. Oh. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, people say, oh, Float On's like the only optimistic one. I'm, yeah, no, co- that whole record's kind of optimistic. It's the cosmic joke, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which is, they actually, there is a track, one of my favorite uh, tracks actually, is Bukowski, which is on Good News for People of Bad News. Right. And the refrain, there's a refrain in there that's um, every day. We can just, we can just play it. Yeah, let's on. go ahead and play uh, Bukowski, which is, I think, the song that best gets at what I'm talking about here is the, like, accepting that this anger is ultimately futile and makes you look like an asshole. See, like... (laughs) I'm sorry. It's country punk. Punk? (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Woke up this morning, it seemed to me But every night turned out to be A little bit more like Bukowski And yeah, I know it's a pretty good ring But God, he'd want to be See, I always thought this was a song about Bukowski sucking. Is that not true? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, but good. it's about to me. And again, I don't. I don't really care what his thought process. When I hear this song, and it, it gets a little bit more into it, uh, it talks about God specifically. Uh, this is a problematic line, but it's also a good lyric. 
uh, if God takes life, then he's an Indian giver. Uh, so tell me, I forget the next line after, which is also very good. Mm. It's a super gross problematic line. But, but I think it's working within the fact that Bukowski is a racist, that most white people are racists. Even if Isaac Brock is not woke enough to realize that, for me, that's how I process that lyric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I unproblematize it. I don't know if that's a problem in and of itself, but that's yeah. how I experience it. I mean, yeah. especially if he grew up as like a fan of Bukowski. Yeah. He's kind of killing his hero here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's which like, is, Which is rad. I'm into yeah. that. Bukowski yeah. sucks. Uh, but he is right. God is mean. Right. But who the fuck are you to say God's mean? Um, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. he is mean, but who who the hell are you, man? Who are you, Charles Bukowski? Nobody wanted to be around you, which is why you were a sad alcoholic. Yeah. Wait a second. I agree with you about everything. Am I going to be a sad alcoholic? There's the spice, right? Yeah. There it is. That's the spice. So, that's, and that's why, that good spice. That's why I really like the second record. Um, I, huh. I don't love the Moon and Antarctica. I think the Moon and Antarctica is really good, which is one of the albums between them. Mm. Um, these are the two that I really like. Okay. Um, and I think they complement each other really well. And for me personally, as part of my spiritual journey, I, I really appreciate these records because they, they plug into uh, a, a lot of things that I understood but hadn't thought about. Okay. Yeah. And, and that, that really got me thinking about... Uh, the world uh, there's uh, a lot of good the other reason that i think they work is because all of their spiritual imagery is strictly christian i mean they pretty stick mm-hmm. to christian imagery um, stick to what you know exactly right? yeah. so i, I want to ask now that we've uh, unpacked that a little bit how do you think that informs a sort of mystic atheism that's forming yeah, and, and I think it, it definitely it leans more atheistic than spiritually curious, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I, I think there is a, a certain amount of that, that sort of kind of agnostic atheism that's like, well, you can't say definitely not, because mm-hmm. then you're you're not doing your job as an atheist, which is keeping your, your mind open and right. skeptical. You, you should abhor certainty. Um, yeah. And I think it leans more into that, that like, yeah, there's probably not a God, but maybe there is. And I think it's really plugged into that sort of thing. And I think that's what the more mystical atheism looks like, is there probably isn't a god, but we should at least think about what it would be like if there is. Right. As I've been thinking about this idea of mystic atheism, I keep think I keep coming back to this idea of like unity and death. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Like death is a kind of oneness because you don't... We're all going to do it and nobody knows what's going to happen. Because yeah. the consciousness that's experiencing it isn't yours. Yeah, Ooh. it isn't, but it's but it's also everybody's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like you know, dead over lights out, mm-hmm. that is still a separate and shared consciousness. Yeah, huh? Yeah, I think I think you just hit it, man. That's good stuff. I really like that oh, a lot. Actually, man. Yeah, that's really good. Pra- praise that. Praise that. Praise. I'll give that a praise. <laughs> that I'll, I will definitely give that a praise. That. Um, Alex, you, you, I think you want to bump a few more off of uh, good news. So, okay, if we want to stick with good news for right now, that's that's fine with me. Well, yeah, let's flush the album a little bit. I want to hear more of what you think about it. Okay, I had to get get out of Lonesome Crowded West. Sorry, I need to look at the track listing. It's got to help me. So, this is the one let's... I've heard the most. Okay, hit me. Yeah, no, that float on. Well, no, I mean this album is the one I've the heard, one the heard the most. So I'm, okay. I'm kind of. I want to do. Uh, let's let's do. Um, bury me with it, Alex. You want to cue that one up? I do. That was the one I was going to suggest. I was thinking about that or Satin in a Coffin. We'll probably do both of those. Cause yeah, because they are both, both speak to... About death, specifically. Yeah. 
that guitar work is fun. It's, it's good. We were shooting at a mountain of dirt. Well, nothing was broken, nothing was hurt. But I probably really should have been at work. But if my free time's gone, would you promise me this that you will pay? So that's that. So yeah, I think I think that that gives you a good taste of it without yeah. us listening to the second half of the song. Yeah, uh, that's like the yeah. I mean, that's almost half the song right there. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on there, dude? So that does nothing for you, Heath. <sighs> Look, I'm gonna list indie bands I like. Okay. And then I'm gonna list ones I don't like. Okay. Okay. So you guys can just kind of like get where where I'm at. Okay. okay. Um, indie bands I like. I like Broken Social Scene a lot. Mm-hmm. I like. Um, I like Death Cab a lot. Okay. Ugh. Yeah, Boy, shut the f- There we go. All right, I figured it out. I figured out why, why we're not meshing on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, though. Um, I like, 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 90s Alternative is, like, kind of pre-indie. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sonic Youth, Husker mm-hmm. Du, Fugazi. Um, I had some other ones. Um, I liked O Montreal a lot. Or, of mm-hmm. Montre- of mm-hmm. Montreal. Um, I thought Iron and Wine was fine for like three minutes. Yeah, that's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> um, indie bands I don't like. Iron and Wine now, I guess. I yeah. think it's kind of, you know, nice guitar. Yeah, I just can't make <laughs> um, myself care about it. Yeah. Um, the Decemberists I could never get behind. Doesn't do much for me. I I am Team Decemberists, but that's because I got into their concept album first, and I fucking love mm. love I, a concept rock opera. I, I've heard it, it I've just, heard enough it, to know I could probably get into them, but I just have never made myself care to bother. It's just pirate ship rock, and I hate it. <sighs> See, I I like a little pirate ship in my rock. I think uh, I I was a flogging Molly. Yeah, I was fan just about to say flogging yeah. Molly. Me too, buddy. Yeah. I just don't think pirate ship belongs in my in my music. I Not think mine. that first of all, but. I think that that's an insane opinion to have. Yeah, I think that pirates should be involved in <laughs> yeah, every piece good. of media. It's really good. <laughs> I think um, that pirates should be involved. I think involved it's in insane that media. you called Fugazi an indie rock band. Not, uh, but not. I didn't call Fugazi indie. I called them alternative. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. 90s that's alt. totally fair. Well, and I think what where where they sit like, but it's a little bit more like, and they're super important. That that hardcore punk scene is really important to get to the indie rock scene. Because it gets yeah. us to grunge, which it, gets it, us right. to it, it informs it. Um, I like Ted Leo and the Pharmacist like a okay. shitload, Hell like yeah. a bunch. Um, I'm still trying to think of any situation where I wouldn't want pirates there, and I just, <laughs> buddy, I'm not coming up with anything. Yeah, uh, Flag Molly has a song called Tobacco <laughs> Island. That's just so about being ass. a goddamn pirate so on Tobacco good. Island. It's good as hell. I'm, you know what? Do you want, let's listen to it Absolutely. real quick. Absolutely. I'm it's just going to crank shit. it real quick. I, guys, I know this, this is, is the same music that I was listening to when I was listening to uh, Modest Mouse. Yeah. I mean, it, it is worth bringing that up. It is, yeah. You're going to hate this. Is... Heath is going to be so mad, and I love it so much. Up to hell, we must sail for the shore. Sleep our bed, I swear to sugar cane. No taller than the god we once believed in. The foot around his crown. They fell on we used to sleep in now tomorrow. Chimes of ghostly crimes that hunt the back of Island. He's so mad. 
He's so mad online, TM. Like, well, no, here's the thing, though. You look flabbergasted, that, Well, actually. it's not, it's definitely not sincere and from the heart. It's cosplay music. This is Kiss yeah. Me, I'm Irish Rock. Oh, it oh, absolutely oh, baby, is. Baby, yeah. Oh, buddy. Ooh, child. Yeah. And that stuff was my jam. This is yeah. a this is a green giant felt top hat on St. Patrick's Day. Rock. It absolutely is. It's like, yeah, that's why I don't talk about liking it. No, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a you got to drink a big thing of beer, but it's very bad beer. It's it's music that I listen mm-hmm. to like twice a year. Yeah, and then put away St. Patrick's Day and then St. Patrick's Day and I intentionally do not listen to it on St. Patrick's Day. Good. Oh, you don't? Yeah, Good. no, I'm not an idiot. Oh, well, all right. I listen to it on my own time. I, I don't need your fucking, birthday. I don't need your fucking permission. Yeah, I don't need your permission to, like, uh, ship it up to Boston, pal. Good Friday. <laughs> That's actually a great day for it. It's yeah. Good. It's pretty good. I like yeah. Factory Girls off more, the top. More like Factory great, Girls. Great. Lucinda Williams great is on track, it. yeah. Uh, anyway, back to Modest Mouse. Back to Modest Mouse. Yeah. Um, but I get what you're <laughs> saying. You're, you feel like Modest Mouse is too pirate rock? You don't like that no, banjo? It's just I don't need I don't need my songs to sound like they're about to throw up on me. That's a good co- okay. uh, unless it's in a punk way. See, and that's why I yeah. like Modest Mouse is they lean a little bit more punk. Um like that's why when you said uh Death Cab I was like, "Oh, well that's yeah. that's why. Heath Heath likes that that he likes to dip a toe in that twee shit. And I like twee stuff. But indie rock is twee enough. Okay, already. I only like okay. twee stuff if it's a female vocalist. I, I will say, fuck all of the twee death cap songs. Okay, every okay. every twee death cap song is bad. Oh, okay, all right. I only uh, like Regina Spektor's first album before she got twee. Do you guys mm-hmm. know about this? Yeah, she uh, was yeah. So. way darker. With "Summertime yeah. in the City" on it, I th- maybe this might even have been pre that. Okay. This was just like her like pounding on a piano. And just wailing about yeah, being sad. Like and young lady Leonard Cohen. Poor, yeah. Just fucking furious. Just wailing and it's depressed. So oh, it's good. Look, so regarding Death Cab, Transatlanticism is the best album because there are the least like acoustic guitar douchebag singable songs on that oh, album. Good. Okay. Okay, I like that. Yeah. All right. I can get behind that. And I think maybe that's the other thing is uh Nobody in the high school choir liked transatlanticism the best they all loved plans and they were wrong for it and i think maybe this is why i like modest mouse like how many modest mouse songs can you think of that are douchebag with acoustic guitar at a party songs pretty much just float on and even float on let's go ahead and get the elephant out of the room and the world at large the world at large is just that's true listen to float on. let's go ahead and listen to float on all right here we go guys you all know it you know but you, you know it i think it is important on the album as a whole Are we all gonna sing along just by making Isaac rock noises? Yeah. Yeah. Let's... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is carpool karaoke. Let's go. Here we go. Okay, that's enough of that. So, so it's important to the tone of the record, though. Yeah. It is the most, like... And here's the thing, like, that song played on an acoustic guitar by itself sounds empty as fuck. Yeah. That is a sonically dense song. Yeah. There is a lot going on in that. It is 
there are too many instruments for that to be a pop single, and yet it was anyway, because it's yeah. that cheery. And I think because of it's like, hey, we're going to go ahead and get this real happy song out of the way on track three, because you're going to spend the next hour feeling like dog shit. How long is this record? That's like an hour and change. Okay. And that's, I think, what, the third track? Yeah, third track. And it's, I'm sorry, it's only a 49-minute record, so okay. So the next 30 minutes. Still on the long side. It's yeah. got so many songs for a 30-minute, like. And that's the thing about them. I love They've that. got a lot of short, like, hey, this is kind of a tone switch. Interludes. Like, they have yeah. a lot of interludes. I like that. I, I think, Heath, I really think you would like them if you dug more into them, because I know you're into that ambient shit, and there are a ton of Modest Mouse songs that are mostly, like, one lyric repeated four times over the course of, like, two minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. First off, asshole. <laughs> Ambient music is not two minutes. <laughs> All right, try that's fair. 32 minutes. Yeah, I, I'm aware. And I'm into that. <laughs> but it, it does some of those same things, I, I, I think is my point. I this, didn't mean to get onto you so it's hard. It's okay. This <laughs> is right. our most controversial episode, and I am fucking here so, for it. Because it's three white guys with indie rock opinions. <laughs> uh, and here's the thing. I was never, have never, and will never be like plugged into my generation enough i will mm. never be cool enough mm. to talk Wish you about were born any... in the 70s no i don't really care i'm just like uh, That's movies when Led zeppelin was movies tv alive. internet culture i'm super plugged into my generation right the music though i just never fucking clicked man like i i don't know like what happened i missed the indie rock boat mm. were you not allowed to listen to things not i never cared i was too busy playing video games and watching movies See, I, I always listen I was to music to while I played music. video games. I was listening. Were you not allowed to I mean, consume any content? Buddy, I was listening to Slipknot. I had bad Badass taste. Badass, baby. I had bad taste, though. Okay, but like, like growing up, did and your like, parents ever tell you, like, you can't... Oh, 100%, but I like, did whatever I wanted all the time. <laughs> That's the kind of Christian I was, Folks, buddy. America's bad boy, Dalton yeah, Stewart, once again. I did not like being told what to do, and that is why you were a good Christian, and I was never a good Christian I was a great Christian. I never fucking honored idiot. my mother and father. I was such never. A, I was so bad at it. Guys, I started drinking when I was like 15 years old. Oh, no. Okay. And that's not like a brag. That's just like I was not good at doing what my parents told me to do. We haven't talked about Wait. this, but I don't. who was the better Christian? I think it was probably you. I did a lot of we sneaking are talking off at church with my friends. Capital like B, capital C, better Christian, by the way. It, like, it, better Christian. In big yeah. air quotes, italicized. Yeah. Yeah. Here was my thing. We practically lived at the church, me and my friends, because we were all like staff kids and our mm -hmm. parents worked there. So we just hung out and we had the run of this giant mega church. And after mm. being there long enough, it loses any. It demystifies it. It demystifies it. So it's it not sure. weird to say horse come. So when we're there. In the church. God. You made it eight. You. That's oh. the number. <laughs> Yeah. Dalton, I have bad news Don't for you. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Dalton, you fucked it up. Um, you fucked it. You can't go to heaven now. Yeah, that's none the of us. None of us can. None of us can go to heaven now. And if you listen to this podcast and you hear him say it again, you can't go to heaven. We need to put a warning at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, whoo, at me in hell. Oh, God. 
dude, at me in hell. That should be your Twitter bio. Um, <laughs> oh, man, it really should be. Um, you doomed <laughs> all of us. So what it, what it meant was that there was no difference for me between being at church and being at home on a Sunday morning oh. and being at church on a Thursday morning. Now we're talking. Like, so it would mean that during church, me and my friends are all just like going to all the different rooms and stealing snacks Cool. Camping out in the uh, in the stairwell and playing ringtones, dirty ringtones off our Motorola razors. Now here's my question: What was the most coveted ringtone? Cold forty five. Cool. Yes, of course. Uh, my my real question here is: How many times? Let me rephrase that. Can you count the number of times you told your parents you were staying the night at one place and were very much at another? Yes, I can because it was zero. Okay, so I did here's that zero constantly. For me as well. But here's the thing: the friend that I was hanging with was my sin friend. See, I also had that benefit. Ooh, as well. yeah. sin friend. Yeah, he was my sin friend. Did you guys uh, fuck? We did not fuck. Oh, uh, we haven't fucked. We have, only Dalton. Yeah, has only fucked. Dalton has fucked. So my yeah. sin friend also became that same friend because yeah. it was like also like the, a little out of the way. They trusted his parents. Because and they knew it was going on. Like, yeah, I know now that they have to, they have told me now that they knew it was going on. Yeah, they liked and trusted his parents enough that they were not freaking out about it. I feel like that was my situation also because our parents had known each other forever. We yeah. grew up together. My buddy's parents were older. Just my yeah. dad was older. Like they were like, okay, this is a party house, but his parents are in like their late fifties, so it's probably fine. Yeah, like they're not going to let it get too buck wild. Right. And, and they're like, not going to be engaged in the buck wildness. Right. And they knew that whatever I was doing, I was going to be safe. Yeah. And I think that's probably where my parents were, too. But I was also lying constantly. Yeah, same. So, and Heath, what about yourself? Were you lying constantly to go do bad stuff? Uh, I was lying constantly to continue doing nothing. Nice. Interesting. I would. I would. I lied successfully about not having homework. For three months. Nice. Nice. I did that so So they would just leave you alone and let you play video games. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It bit me in the ass hard. Of course, it always does. Hey, buddy, I definitely got caught not being where I was supposed to be at least twice that I can think of. And I got grilled. Not fun. Um, So, yeah, I I was not good at following the rules, um, which is why I. How did we get here to following the rules? I forgot. I don't know. With something to do about indie rock. Oh, you're asking about content that I could listen to. Yeah, I yeah. did whatever I wanted in terms of content, um, and I think they knew that too. Mm-hmm. It was just th- there was a, an armistice. It was like an agreement. I will not spy on you if you do not um, like make me. If you, if I had to spy on you to find out what you're doing, I'll let you keep doing it. Yeah. So I think that was kind of where they were at with my content for the most part. I just didn't get into indie music mm-hmm. not many of my friends listen to it uh kirsten totally did and that was right when we, you know when we started becoming friends like we, sh- we just never rubbed off on each other musically that much uh, maybe a little bit in terms of stuff like like shiny toy gun she wants revenge mm-hmm. i was into that kind of like that early electronic yeah like stuff oh. that started that early synth shit that started to seep into indie rock mm-hmm. and alt music electronica yeah man just yeah that those first seeds of like what would eventually grow into like sleigh bells and you know mm-hmm. noise pop which i am super into yeah, i was into same. that side of what was going on in like alt rock in the early 2000s 
I never really got into um, people playing acoustic guitars. I also never got into people like switching back and forth between like raging out real hard and acoustic guitars. Yeah, uh, a little of that brand new flavor. I like a mm. handful of brand new songs, but I never like got into that. I once tried to learn a brand new song to impress a girl. Yeah, obviously, I wasn't able to learn the song or impress the girl. Obviously, anyway, uh, we all only listen to brand new in high school to impress girls. For sure, for sure, big time. Yeah. I don't like Vampire Weekend. I'm just building out this whole okay. profile. Don't this care whole for taste him. profile. My dad loves Vampire Weekend. That's adorable. And I, I like them, but here's why. It's because our family's favorite album is Graceland by Paul Simon. So we're into that white people appropriated Afro pop uh-huh. in our family. We like our music stolen from Africa. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You know. I mean, I feel like everybody prefers their music that way. You know what? You're not wrong, pal. You, you make a strong argument. Yeah. That's the jazz. And that's the jazz. Woo! <laughs> 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 um, um, that, that is, in fact, the jazz. Do you have another... Uh, yeah, another MM track? Yeah, so another let's j- go ahead... One, let's do one more jam of good news. Let's, let's Just get, so we can mm, uh, end this on topic. Alex, what do you think? Mm. Do you want to do Satin in a Coffin... Do you want to show him like some of the weird? Let's mm. let's go weird. Yeah, give me give me a second. I'm trying to decide. Let's go to Ocean Breathe Salty, but skip to like the last twenty seconds so he can hear that weird carryover. I hate that organ. I can't believe they got... And then we go into Bury Me With It, which we already played for you. It's just... You see, I, I am being deliberately contrarian. Of course. About I can tell. 55%. Yeah. But I, I, I just really want to convince I can't believe they you. got Tom Waits for that last song. Sorry, right? go on. Yeah. Here's the thing. I can't believe they recorded inside an opiate den for that little interlude. It's not even that I care whether or not Heath Huffman likes Modest Mouse. Mm. I just think he would dig them. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's I'm, so I'm, turned off. Check it out, bud. I'm digging you talking about it. I'm I'm there for that. We're 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 still on the Friends cast, the the Friends podcast. That's true. That's true. Alex, let us hit him with "Satin in a Coffin," Ooh, okay. and then we'll close it out with that track under "Good Times Are Killing Me." Shatner okay. in a coffin here on the Praise Day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I really like Shatner in a Coffin. All right, here we go. There's a little more of that Joe, or what is that, a mandolin or a banjo? Uh, I think it's a banjo. Banjo Lynn is a thing.
so often like you dissolved in. I liked that weird little tiny echoey guitar mm-hmm. thing they did there. Yep. That was fun. I'm a big fan of it. Um, so that's that's that. And let's go ahead and close it out with the track that I think is the synthesis of everything we've been talking about. Of this like wrestling with the light and the dark. Are we smoking here? And I love that they're yeah, just talking so in a studio at the start of this. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things about this track. It's a real peek behind the curtain. Yeah, huh? it's just like, hey, am I allowed to smoke in here? Yes. And it sounds. I, I forgot about this song. This is yeah. A, this is the most like yeah. indie rock song, but it's also Absolutely. it's the poppiest and cheeriest sounding song because it is that like acceptance of of the cosmic joke. Mm-hmm. Hey babe, you, you heard Modest Mouse? You like Modest Mouse? We're all gonna die. So yeah, so, so the good times are killing. Put me. The, put this on a dang bow for me. Put put a dang bow on this for me. Put this on a bow for me. Yeah, put um, a bow on it for you. Put a bow on it for I'm me. I'm gonna play shit luck after this. Sorry, go. In your words, how does this kind of like wrap it all up? So that I really appreciate um, that that sentiment of because there's it's talking a lot about doing drugs in that song. It, it it is taking the fact that, hey, the best time you can have on this planet is going to kill you. But that's okay. Like, it's gonna be fine. There is kind of an acceptance of that. At least you of, got good times of the of pull to the dark side. It, it's kind of an embrace of, of that cosmic joke that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we skipped over some of the cheeriest ones throughout there, but that's the thing that's really weird about this. On the surface. I think this album is often a little bit darker than Lonesome Crowded West. Um, but I think overall, like thematically for me, it feels a little bit more. It's not fighting so hard against the same things that Lonesome Crowded West is fighting against. And Lonesome Crowded West is a lot more angry about capitalism. Uh, this song is, yeah. is starting Sweet. to get into, or this record rather, gets a lot more into capitalism as an extension of an inherently human disease which is that fear that which is fear and which is greed um and that's just an extension of it It, it's getting more plugged out it's like oh yeah capitalism is evil but what's really evil is that we're all scared of dying right and that's what this song is talking about it's kind of like it's gotten on another level and it's still wrestling with like oh fuck now i'm an asshole like who only talks about how we're all gonna die Mm. but okay that's fine like i know that's who i am Let's let's have a good time when we can. And At least I have a job good. now. Yeah, yeah. Exa- there you go. At least I have a job now. Yes. Also, I'm very mad that I've realized having a job is just like I'm still punching a clock. Like mm. I'm gonna still grow up to be my parents. I actually think that is a line from uh, Lonesome, but we'll get to it. Um, I, I I just think it accepts it a little bit more. Uh, Lonesome, which we'll move into now. Shitluck mm. is a great place to start. Yeah, Hit I agree. Uh, okay, we'll get a taste. This plane is definitely crashing! And this record is decidedly more fucking fun. We're listening to the whole thing. Good. 
Is this Modest Mouse? Yeah. yeah. Fuck off. This boat is obviously sinking! Oh, it's so fucking crunchy. <laughs> This is very like Sonic Youth. Yeah, you're yeah. into that, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and go ahead and hit. You realize the start I want to okay. Oh, you realize those sound different, right? Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Like super different. Really different. Will yeah. Ogletree mostly likes Early Modest Mouse. Good. Yeah, he's right. That seems like he's the right, right opinion. Here's, to have. here's this I is to, my oh, favorite oh. record, without a doubt. I just think they complement each other super well. They're yeah. interesting in their career as a band. Thematically. Right. Thematically. They're also, it's like, oh, here's the sound change. I feel like, like this just... is the second studio album. They are, a, they're still, a, they're more of a gothy band. Hell yeah. Whereas this, they're more of a, uh, the first two or three records are a lot more punk. Uh, I want to talk about this song specifically just before we, we move on. This song um, was when I realized that Modest Mouse could be cool. Okay. Uh, because I was at a local show. I was at a house show. Okay. Um, with Will Ogletree, and I saw one of our teachers there. Um, was this ACM? This was ACM days. This was like so, like you four saw, years ago, probably. You saw a freaking rock star. Yeah, I, I actually did. Um, he's in the Flaming Lips now. Shouts out, Nick Lay. Um, Shout out. Come on the show. For real. Uh, but. This band, this short-lived local band, Milk Jr., um, which was made up of a bunch of guys from other bands, and it was just the best shit in the whole world. They played this song in the most crowded room I've ever been, and there were people hanging from the seat. Like it was kick the most. It was the most punk thing. There's YouTube of it. Um, Alex, I wish I could have been there. That sounds amazing. It was phenomenal. And I was like, yeah, that one song they played to Will. And he was like, you know, that's a Modest Mouse cover. And I was like, what? So here is where you'll be like, okay, it is still the same band. Hit him with the Star Trucker's Atlas, on which it. is the next song on the record. And this is like songs like this that are kind of the bridge between Shitlock. Here's what I like about this song. None of that banjo bullshit. Hey, dude, mm-hmm. why did they stop doing this? I mean, they got older. They just got more indie, and it's just all yeah. like, yeah. I don't need it. It but happens. Just, just keep it be, make it be this more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a much better sound. It's just a better, just a better band. Album. Yeah, I don't need the but other. One. I got really see. I and this is the like, this is the one that did it for me. It, this was the record that I was like. Who hit me with it? Yeah, yeah, I fell in love with this record when I like, discovered it, and like, I and then I I came around on Good News for People and Bad News. I really started to get into it after the fact. It's like Good News. Okay, here here's what it is. Good News for People Who Love Bad News is the WWE. 
This, okay. that's what you got to watch that first because yeah. that's like where all the popular. Sh- that's where Hulk Hogan was. This album is New Japan, where all the good shit happens, <laughs> but you don't is understand any. Of- analogy? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. but you don't understand any of it without the context of something that's Be- like not as good. Not as good, exactly. Because you just wouldn't appreciate it as much, right? If it was if you just saw New Japan first, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out something that we've like a, a film or television program we've watched together, Heath. That uh, oh. Okay, uh, we'll go ahead and bring this up now. That first really popular record, the Good News for People of Bad News, the song that like made them household names, mm. or the record that made them household names, that's season one of The Leftovers. It is weaker than the really good parts. But you got to get, like, that helps kind of contextualize the band they would become, but which I think makes it. you need it. Yeah, we're, you know, we weren't listening to Modest Mouse when they were, like, first starting out. You know, we were not cool kids living in the Pacific right. Northwest in 1997. This is how we discovered this band is the song that was super popular when we were in eighth grade. At sixth grade, I'm guessing mm-hmm. for you, right? Something Ish. like that. Isn't so. it weird being the last generation that doesn't just get to be into every band all at once? Yeah. 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 We, we are the last generation where, like, being into a band gave you social capital, I think. Yeah, now it just doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and uh, oh shit, I had picked out the next song already, and I already forgot what I what I had decided on. Let's go ahead and hit him with "Doing the Cockroach." Because this see. is this is a real like you're a fucking worm song. Cool. Reminds me of the Pixies too. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. I mean, they're they're more the grunge bands. Okay, so that is dark. That song yeah, is dark. That, that is, is super dark. Stephen so King's Dark Tower. That's <laughs> <laughs> where it was recorded. So what that Dark Tower you? Records? So, so yeah. Heath likes Modest oh. Mouse now, it turns out. We did it. Also, he, uh, yeah, all you had to do was show me Old Modest Mouse. Yeah, man. That well, works with I so told you many bands. Listen to both a, of the records. A band that just like needs to be more raw than they are polished or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, th- this is so much better. But I also, again, I think it's important, like, the band that it became, and I think, like, you have to recognize that this deconstruction phase, that this record is, is not sustainable as, like, an emotional and spiritual model. The This, we're all garbage, we're all going to die, nothing you do will have any lasting consequence, because in a billion years, the sun is going to expand into a red giant and eat this fucking dirt ball anyway. Yeah. And you won't you, even be here for it. Yeah, you cannot you stay there. To see it. You cannot stay there. We're not living in the coolest time. No, that's true. You have to evolve out of that state of mind. It's important to get there. You have to get there, too. I think if you never get to that point, you've wasted your time on this planet. Yeah. If you never get to the point of accepting that your existence is fundamentally... Negligible? Bingo. Yeah. Now, once you get there, then you can get to some pretty cool places. Yeah. And I think that is what Good News for People of Bad News does. It says, 
all right, we've accepted that. What do we do now? Mm. You got to get but small enough to fit through the eye of that needle. Right? Yeah, exactly. But this record is getting small, baby. And uh, let's get small. Yeah, with let's Steve get Martin. small with Steve Martin. <laughs> tearing tearing shit down is a lot more fun than building a new thing most of the time. Mm. Um, so that that's Alex um, as the other defender of a uh, good old modest mouse. Eh. Is there any other tracks off of this album that you really feel like we need to share with him? I have only heard now. I want to bring up also. I've only heard shit luck off this album and only from that experience. Oh, okay. Well, let's go ahead and uh, I don't want to keep you guys here all night. Let's go ahead and hit him with. The very start of Jesus Christ was an only child, just to get a feel for it. And then we'll go down to Bankrupt on Selling, which is one of the last tracks. Got it. All right. String! God damn it. See, it's still the same band. See, although I'm, I'm back. I'm back to not liking it. Well, okay. here's here here's my counterpoint to that because I was thinking that, but then I I thought maybe all because I kind of liked the sound of that, but it just sounds like they plugged the banjo into a cat. <laughs> yeah, and here's I the thing. like that. A lot of their songs like are sonically displeasing, and I'm into that. I am too, and it took me a long like yeah. Isaac Brock has an unpleasant singing voice, right? But it's kind of great. Yeah. And this was kind of before co-opting folk music got a bit old. That's yes. true. This but, is, but it's like it's like watching Boondock Saints now. I think it comes you know down. I, mean? I get that. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. I think it comes down to my fundamental distrust of anything that's too polished or too pretty, or mm-hmm. too like. That's why your too on favorite flavor of hard rock is garage. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, really? Yeah. Alex, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. yeah. We got some stuff to talk about later. All right. Um, let's go you ahead. You like Coach Whips? Do what? You like Coach Whips? I don't know that. It's the OC's old band. The guy from the OC's had a band oh, before shit. that that was way harder and way garage right. We're going We're gonna to talk about this in yeah. the future. So mm. let's go ahead and hit him. This is one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, yeah, And it's my, my one of my favorite songs to cry to. Fuck. Hit him with Bankrupt on Selling. Oh, shagadelic. All right, let's do this. And this is a song that really spoke to me. 18, 17, 18, 19. Well, all the apostles there sitting in swing saying I'd sell off my savior for a set of new rings and some sandals with a style of straps and cling best They buy and they sell and they sell all their trash to each other But they're sick of it all and they're bankrupt on selling And all of the angels, they sell off your soul for a set of new wings And anything gold they remember The people, they love their old friends and I've seen all right, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. There's yeah. a lyric uh, a little bit later on that I want to go ahead and share with you, but it's too far into the song for us to get to. It is what? Um, I'll go to college 
and I'll learn some big words. Yeah, I'll talk real loud. Goddamn right, I'll be heard. Yeah, they'll remember me. They'll say, uh, "I for- now I'm falling apart." But it's uh, they'll remember me. They'll be like, "Hey, check out that guy with all the big words. He must have gone to college." Damn. Yeah, baby. It is wow. getting real. Plugged into Ooh, that late teens wow. white male Ooh, existential crisis. Baby. So, yeah, this is the stuff that I was listening to while I was, like, figuring out where I stood with God. Came along mm. at just the right time. Yeah, it, ca- it came around at the perfect time. Like, there are more songs with Christian imagery than there are not on these two records. Mm. And it is actively sacrilegious most of the time. Okay. Um, and I think that is really important in that deconstruction. So, they are doing the same thing that Christian music does. They are using Christian iconography, Christian mythos, um, to get you to engage with the spirit, with mm. whatever that looks like, to get you to engage with the mystery. While Christian rock is typically doing it in a very sincere and very positive and loving way, Modest Mouse has gone the opposite direction and done it in an actively sacrilegious attacking way. But then comes back around over the course of both of these records, I think, at different points in both records, comes back around and realizes like the crushing terror of of that thing that you're railing against. Whether it's real or not is irrelevant. Its impact so outweighs your existence that you are kind of forced to be humble before it, regardless of whether or not you believe it. And I think there's something there, man. Ooh, there it is. That's that Tight. good nugget. Because I was Praise not that. convinced. Praise, you know what? Praise that. I, uh, Thank you. Because while we were listening, I was like, wait a minute. I think this is accidentally turning into an episode about whether Modest Mouse is a good band. But, buddy, you brought it right back around, and I, I'm a little yeah. mad about it. I knew we, we, we'd get there. Yeah. I knew we'd get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I've got to say about Modest Mouse. They are the best atheist Christian rock band. <sighs> okay. Um, that's a good place to move on to final, final thoughts and reviews. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, um, we are rating Modest Mouse on how successful they are as a Christian band. So, okay. Um, you know the rating system. I'm going to explain mm-hmm. it for the listeners. We rate out of 12 disciples. Uh, keep in mind, one of those disciples is Judas. So mm-hmm. if ready. you if you rate 12 disciples, one of those, one of those guys is Judas. You mm-hmm. can't avoid it. And a Judas is kind of just like an uptrend or downtrend on the number. Okay, so Dalton, you have the strongest opinion. Um, lead, my man. Oh. Okay, we're good. Check. Okay, check. Um, all right, uh, Dalton, you have the strongest opinion, I believe. Uh, give us a concise. Uh, give us a concise synopsis and rating. Modest Mouse is uh, a band that everybody who was raised in a Christian faith, whether it be Protestant or Catholic, um, or less easy to define. I think it's a an important band for anybody sh- struggling and deconstructing that that upbringing. I think it's important for them to get to. I happen to be coming through the living room while you guys were interviewing Jarvix, and he talked about that as like one of the first bands he he got into after he like his faith became more malleable, right? right. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, I need to talk about Modest Mouse on the Praise Down. That's it. Huh. That's that's what I got to do. I give Modest Mouse one disciple out of 12. It's Judas. Whoa. The most important disciple. Because without the 12th disciple, 
there is no Jesus. There is no Christ. He's just some fucking hippie. He has to die to himself and make us all recognize our own divinity and our own specialness. Otherwise, he's not the Christ. He's just some douchebag. Now, hold on. For, for a second, I was like, I hate the seal turn. He's messing yeah. with my point system. But you really assign some meaning to it. Yeah, man. You've got to go through the darkness. Otherwise, enlightenment means nothing. Mm. Uh, and, and without the the tra- without the traitor, without the love for the traitor anyway, that's just some hippie, man. Yeah. To to really become transcendent, to to be Muhammad, to be the Buddha, to be the Christ, to be more than, you know, to be the Dalai Lama. You have to love your betrayer. Bingo. You got to say, if there's nobody at your house, you come to my house anyway, even though you fucking tried to kill me. Yeah. And that's something. That's grace, man. Mm-hmm. That's a, that. Yeah. That's that. That's that praise. Yeah. That's what it's about. Damn, buddy. And it doesn't matter, like, whatever your mystic tradition is. Like, I think that's what's important. Wow. Big praise that. Yeah. Big praise that to that. I'm, I I hate to let the listeners down, but I'm going to do this the normal way. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um, we really should have saved you for last, but, um, I'm just going to do a very rote review of what I think uh, they, uh, they sound like, and then I'm going to kind of get into the themes, uh, you guys all know what I think. This has kind of been a real time, like timeline of my opinion changing of Modest Mouse. Uh, good news sounds like a paper bag screaming inside of another paper bag. <laughs> right, right. And some people like that. <laughs> I think it's shit. <laughs> okay. But, however, Lonesome Crowded West, the Lonesome Crowded West seems like what they should sound like all the time. It's so good that I think that's just what they're supposed to be sounding like all the time. Now, I will say this about both albums. The way that that arc sort of completes, the way the Lonesome Crowded West is about, you know, revolting against this idea of faith, this idea of a God, this idea of some kind of spiritual authority and the way that it gets accepted in good news for people who love bad news, I think is very cool and a great use of concept. And so now I'm kind of thinking about how they succeed as like a Christian band and how, how much they allude to that, that spiritual whatever it is out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that they, I think they kind of pointed out by coloring all the negative space in. That's it. That's it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, For somebody who has like not taken a deep dive into the band, I think that's a really succinct and, and, and and really profound way to put it. So I'm going to go ahead and give them nine, Judas with a Judas, nine and one's Judas. Nine, one of them's Judas. Yeah. Okay. Alex, now did either of you listen to either of these records in their their entirety? No. Okay. I did not. I knew he didn't. I was basically just asking you, Alex. I did not. So I did more research for your show than you guys did. Okay. So I I hadn't listened to either of these albums in several years, like all the way start to finish, and I today 
um, between yesterday and today, have listened to both all the way through at least twice. I think I was on my third listen through of Lonesome Crowded West. Um, and as soon as I was like about halfway through that third, I was like, okay, I feel good about this. At first, yeah. I was a little worried that I was coming in here and I was going to have a really hard time justifying that I made you guys do this. But I, I felt pretty strongly about it. So I, I think to really... I, I, I think that nine might become a ten if you listen to Lonesome Crowd West all the way through. Okay. But so I just wanted to get a feel for where you guys, how much you guys have listened to, I guess, when with when taking in mind your judgment. So Alex, what what was your your kind of review and whatnot? Um, I'm I'm with Heath on sonically liking uh, Lonesome Crowded West way more. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, uh, another thing, it, something about me is that I don't think a lot about spiritual and philosophical issues, and it's because. I already went to high school is the excuse I already give myself mm-hmm. um, because I went to like a thousand church camps. I took debate all the way through high school. So I just read a shitload of moral philosophy mm-hmm. and like all the other philosophy. So I do, like, I feel like I kind of got it. Um, that said, this did make me think about stuff again in a way that I uh, am excited about. And here's what I think you need to get plugged into that. I think you're, you've been missing out on and, mm-hmm. If knowing me does anything for you, I hope it's this. Okay. I didn't get really plugged into, you know, I took philosophy classes in, in college. Mm. I, I engaged with these things the same way that you did. I did speech and debate. You know, I did theater. I, I did, like, weird, like, nerdy or extracurricular stuff. I, I read smart things. I did not find the appreciation I have for this kind of stuff until I started saying, Let's think about this, but only when we watch movies and TV. Ooh. And, like, let's take all of our... I, I don't... I get it. Kant had opinions about things. Right. Cool, man. It's good to have that framework. It's good to know who yeah. Kant is. It's good to know who Nietzsche is. It's good to know who... I, I mean, if we want to go into film, it's good to know who Eisenstein was. It's mm. You know, it's it's important to know who all these people are to really do good... To, to really be good at this. But you don't have to. It's not important. Right. Like, I, I think there is a whole lot to be gleaned uh, about moral dilemmas from just watching adventure films. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can read Joseph Campbell's Hero with a Thousand Faces, or you could just watch Star Wars. Yeah, it's the same. And knowing it makes that, like, experience, like, easier to talk about. Right. But I think you can kind of plug into this shit without needing any of that language. Yeah. And I, I think that's the fun time to plug into it. It's not the boring time when you're like... Well, um, what Carl Jung was doing with Sigmund Freud's work was trying to expand it into like a larger cultural consciousness. <laughs> yeah, fucking who cares, man? Yeah, I could just watch all the movies where there's a chosen one. Yeah, sounds like easy. Nerds talking. I'll just watch Evangelion like bingo twice. Or you could yeah. watch. Uh, yeah, hit, fucking hit up some of that Akira, man. Like, yeah, that's that's the real that's the real goodness. Watch all the way through all the uh, Metal Gear Solid cutscenes. Yeah, I mean, and again, all of these people we're talking about, like they're important to know about, but you could just. Listen to Lonesome Crowded West right. while you play Halo 2. Yeah. Which is a an extremely 2004 thing to say. Yes, it is. Uh, there's a reason I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but I'm glad, I'm glad that it's made you think about those yeah. things, and I would encourage you to take that into more of your media. That's a, that's a good call. I, so, numbers-wise, um, I'm going to say 9-1 Judas. Okay. 
All right. Guys, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. There's one more thing. Yeah, we do have one more thing for you. Buddy, recommend us a piece of Christian media to consume. As soon as I found out this was part of the show, I knew which one I was going to pick. I referenced it earlier. Uh, You're going to watch The Leftovers, Alex. All right. Keith doesn't have to. He's already watched the whole thing. Shit. But it's it's basically uh, Modest Mouse, the TV show. It is taking (sighs) Christian themes and Christian mythos and Christian imagery and iconography and deconstructing it in a kind of like secular humanist atheist slash agnostic leaning way i'm gonna save all my thoughts for leftovers uh for next episode for next episode but i i'm gonna watch it you need to just like you don't need to watch all of it by but if you can get through season one in a week you're gonna be a happy boy all right i don't think it'll be too hard it no, they're like 10 episodes. It's, it's good. Season 1 and 2 are both 10, and season 3 is 8, and that's it. It's 28 episodes. Are we t- now? That's it. N- length of each episode. They're hour-long okay. episodes. Okay. But they're all like a tight. They're all like okay. right at 60 minutes. Okay. They don't fuck around a lot with that like 70-minute episode yeah, thing. Yeah, none of that Sherlock bullshit. Yeah, they, gotcha. or, or even like a, like a Game of Thrones season okay. finale. None of that. It's like 53 to 60 minutes. Okay. Done. Well, Dalton, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where can we find you online? Show us the line. Um, I'm generating that content over at GoodTrashMedia.com. Um, I, I did a, a really fun interview show for about a year called The People's History of Film, and both of these sweet boys who run the Praise Down were mm-hmm. on it at uh, certain points. I had you guys on way too early. Uh, I should have had you on later when I was better at doing interviews. Um but you, I but had a good time. If you like I the praise down time. and you want more Heath and Alex, they did that. Uh, and then every week I do a show called the Good Trash Genre Cast, which is basically kind what, of what you were alluding to yeah. before. Yes, what what I was encouraging Alex to do is uh, go watch goofy shit, but uh, try to think about it in a really like serious and engaged uh, mm-hmm. and like plugged in way. And maybe maybe you'll have a good time doing that. But if you want to hear me like do that with movies, uh, I'm in the middle of a Denzel Washington marathon for the show right now. Dustin yeah, and baby. Arthur and myself are. Have you uh, listened to Denzel Washington? Is the, the greatest actor okay. of all time. Period with W. Kamau Bell and Kevin Avery. Just you making sure. It. Just yeah. making sure. Uh, so I, I love that podcast. And we just recently did a Denzel movie and realized we had never done a Denzel oh, movie before. Yeah, after baby. like we've been doing the show for five years, we never done a Denzel movie. So now we're doing like a month and a half of Denzel movies Hell to yeah. make up for lost time. So Perfect. we just did the Manchurian Candidate remake, um, and now we are going to do Crimson Tide. Oh, hell yeah. We're going to follow that up with either Mo Better Blues or He Got Game. We haven't decided yet. And Good Trash, GenreCast is on iTunes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good Trash, one word, GenreCast, one word. You can find everything else at GoodTrashMedia.com. Uh, and then I'm on Twitter uh, doing my thing, at doll underscore stew, like a, uh, a hearty broth-based dish made out of Barbies. And that's, yeah. <laughs> doll underscore stew. Yeah. Well, uh, that concludes the praise down. Thank you so much for all of you to listening to the praise down. Thank uh, you. And as we always say here on the praise down, like we've always said from the first day, from the beginning, bring it in. Let your Christ out. And, and then let let us stir it around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> We did it. Let your Christ out and let us stir it around a little bit. Bring it in. Let your Christ out. Let's stir it around a little bit. Cool. Have a good night. Love you. Holy Ghost round the whip. What what what? 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 Holy Ghost round the whip. What?